The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Muitas vezes o coração não consegue compreender o que a mente não faz questão, nem tem forças para obedecer. Quantos sonhos já destruí e deixei escapar das mãos? Se o futuro assim permitir, não pretendo viver em vão. Meu amor, não estamos sós. Tem um mundo a esperar por nós. No infinito do céu azul, pode ter vida em Marte. Então vem cá, me dá a sua língua. Então vem, eu quero abraçar você. Seu poder vem do sol. Minha medida, meu bem, vamos viver a vida. Então vem, senão eu vou perder quem sou. Vou querer me mudar para uma life on Mars. Chá de pão, né? Chá de I wipe my dog's bums. Hello? Off with his head! Muitas vezes o coração não consegue compreender o que a mente não faz questão nem tem forças para obedecer quantos sonhos já destruir e deixei escapar das mãos Seu futuro assim permitir Não pretendo viver em vão Meu amor, não estamos sós Tem um mundo a esperar por nós O infinito do céu azul Pode ter vida em Marte Então vem cá Me dá sua língua Então vem eu quero abraçar você Seu poder vem do sol Minha medida Meu bem Vamos viver a vida Então vem Senão eu vou perder quem sou oh, 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 Vou querer me mudar Para uma life Keep bathing in, don't you? Have a wine. I've got a mouthful of sausage. I wipe my dog's bums. I wipe my dog's bums. All right, I wipe my dog's bums. Oh. 
344 is the phone number. Uh, my name is Ian Lee. This is The Late Night Alternative. Sam is answering the phones. Who are you, lady? Uh, Catherine Boyle. Is it gonna be a second night? He has a breakdown on him and starts to cry and moan because his life is so shit. I don't think so because he took his pills today. Everything is feeling oh so gay. I mean gay in the old fashion way not queer oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call You're i might very have a, welcome i might have a breakdown today oh wagwan oh, wagwan lady wagwan it's just a bit pony today isn't it go on oh, talk know. to me just, talk to me we're buddies it's just flat just flat it's kind of that lull f is a, f is a p yeah f is a p and, um, and people are annoying me, and yeah. I don't think it's entirely their fault. I think I might just be a bit shirty. Um, I had uh, an interesting chat with my boys today. They started singing a song, and I don't remember what it was. Um, something like, I'm trying to, let me work out what the rhyme was. Something, it was something like, uh, what would rhyme with family? I don't know if I, Uh... Gamily? Something like, that. there you're playing happily, they're not as gay as your family. I was like, what did I just hear? So we was like, give us, give us that song again, lads. They're not, something, something gay as your family, something gay. I said, whoa, okay. Um, conversation time, boys. Yes. I said, that's, that's, a, that's a good little song, it's a nice little song. Where's that from? from school? Okay, okay. And I'm, I was stalling then. Because I knew I had to say something, but I was stalling. I said, do you, know what gay, do you know what gay means? He said, no. I said, well, what gay is, is, um, like, uh, if a man falls in love with a man, or a lady falls in love with a lady, that's gay. Right? So it's just, you know, it's, 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 it's not a bad thing, it's not a good thing, it's just a thing. You know, it's just people falling in love. It's gay. I said, but I tell you what is, and I'm not telling you off, but I tell you what isn't great is if we use the word gay. And this is something I've done a lot in my, you know, you go and watch the 11 o'clock show, so... Oh, oh. Uh, I said, it, it's, it's not great if we use the word gay as an insult. And sometimes gay me. And I know sometimes that people use gay to mean rubbish. Like, you say, oh, that, that shirt is so gay. Or that film is so gay. And I said, I know people use it like that. But I'm just flagging up now that actually there are a lot of people that would be upset by that. And it's just not a great thing to do you're not in trouble not in trouble at all i'm just saying it's not a great thing to do so just maybe bear that in mind as you're saying it and then i slapped them with a ruler no i did but it was just one of those um dad moments where it's like and i had to stall for a little bit because i had to kind of work i thought do i let this one slide i thought no i can't let this slide um uh, and he was just saying he didn't even he didn't know what the word meant. It was just a, it was just in a silly song that he'd learnt at school. It was the eldest one. Uh, I thought no, I can't let it slide, so I've got to mention it and I've got to do it delicately because I never want them to think that I'm telling them off for their use of words that they don't understand. Um, and um, I think I did some good dadding. I think I've turned my sons gay, which is great. I'd love to have some gay sons. No, I I, I, I think I've. I don't think that's a crisis averted. I'm not quite sure how much went in because it was him. It was just him saying nonsense words yeah. that that meant nothing. So um, 
you know, that's 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 that is what it's like being a dad every day. Yeah, we've had on that on the conversation. front line. We've had that conversation. We have, Catherine. And I'm really glad you brought it to my attention because I didn't realise it offended so many people. So thank <laughs> yeah. you for that. I meant well. I mean, we have, but um, I meant um, me and my girls because um, they just notice stuff. Like one of my friends has got a boyfriend. Man, has got a boyfriend. Oh, Ooh, is that is she? You know, what do you mean that's his boyfriend? We, we talked it through, and uh, hopefully. It means that it's not a, oh, we mustn't talk about that. Yeah. And it's also a, let's throw it around as an insult, like you say. It's yeah. kind of just thing that happens, and it's yeah. cool. It's just as cool as anyone else having a girlfriend or boyfriend. By the way, if you want to go online, you'll find loads of incidents of me making gay jokes and stuff like that. It's 11 o'clock show. i got no excuse for it. It's 20 years ago. We had Peter Tatchell on, and he said he didn't think it was offensive. But I know he doesn't speak for every single gay person. Uh, so you know. And also, got... he's allowed to change his mind, too. Exactly. So you, you, you can go and find those clips and play them to me. You know, I'm not, I'm not proud of those. But what we can do? What did Michael Caine say at the end of that film? Don't look in back. Don't look back in anger. Look ahead in hope. Is that what he said? And never, ever, ever dream small. Yeah. That second bit is not so important to the thing. But yeah, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Stephen. Hello, Ian. Hi, Catherine. Hey. Yeah, this is Ian. This is the uh, first time I've rung you two nights in a row. I normally have gaps of about seven weeks. Wowzers, then we, um, someone's lucky. I don't know if it's us or if it's you, but someone is <laughs> lucky. So I don't expect you to remember because you always say you forget the previous show. But last night we touched on Led Zeppelin. Yes. And we also uh, we talked about whether you liked um, oh, a person despite sorry, the works of someone. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I listened uh, to Gary Glitter. Yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. yeah. So, can I talk to you about, because it's not a spoiler, but that documentary, Above Us Only Sky, do you mind if I mention a couple of things about it? I mean, The I John I'm... Lennon, Imagine, Yoko Ono documentary, is that the one? Yeah. Talk to me yeah. about it, man. I don't think you can spoil it. I know how it ends. Exactly. Although, <laughs> I, from what I've heard, it's a very yeah. sanitised version of the story, because I've seen the original Imagine movie where um, you see the outtakes of How Do You Sleep? And it's John Lennon going, How do you? It's a song about Paul McCartney. The only thing you done was yesterday. Um, so, so Sergeant Pepper took you by surprise, and your, your, music, your music is music to my ears, all of that. But there's a version in the Imagine movie uh, where he goes, How do you sleep, you sea bomb? And there's a very interesting you know, meal around a table with him and George Harrison slagging off Beatle Paul. Um, and oh. that has all been excised, apparently, yeah. from I, this version. I told you that, didn't I? Because yeah. it, what it was, he says, oh, people are trying to dig into it. And actually, I had a dinner with him last weekend. So it's all, you know, so it's, you, sibling stuff. So I think it's the sanitised, they were always friends story, which isn't true. They did hate each other at that point. Anyway, yes, continue, Avu play. Well, the, the, the thing that I thought was, was quite sinister in it was the figure of Phil Spector. Yes. Because... He was lurking around like a spectre, if yes. you know I mean. He's, he's like dressed in black, yep. indoors. Tiny little man, the... sunglasses, with a wig, wearing a cape and waving a gun. Sunglasses on, yeah, indoors, with black hair, not saying anything, just staring at people, looking quite menacing. And everyone else is, I mean, smoking like a trooper. It makes you realise how back in those days people smoked. Yeah. You know, like chain chain smokers. Yeah. I mean, like now, compared to now, you know, yeah. I mean, everyone's happy, you know, um, fags everywhere. And then... But what I was thinking of is, what do you think of performance art like Yoko Ono did? Because there's this bit where she she created, like, you, you go up a flight of steps. Yes. 
and you look at the ceiling, yeah. and in tiny letters it says yes. Yeah, that's the thing that made John Lennon yeah. fall in love with her. He said if it had said, if it had said no, I don't think I'd have been so interested. Yeah, because it was very affirmative. Yeah. And because and, um, it reminded me, I don't know... Imagine, is pre- uh, the, um, she wrote the lyrics to Imagine pretty much. He nicked the lyrics for Imagine off of her. Didn't give her a credit. Oh, yeah, well, well, let's see on the piano stool, though. Yeah, imagine, imagine sharing the writing credits. It's easy, it's easy if you try. It's easy if you try. But did you ever, ever hear Ian, of that performance artist? I no. think she was Greek or Eastern European that just looked at people a couple of years ago. Tell me more. It sounds brilliant. I know the one that, um, I think she's Australian, that falls down, who's great. You, you sign up to her, um, like, you sign up to her website or something. She hasn't got a website. You sign up to this thing and... Um, she says, right, OK, in the next three months, I'll send, I'll, I'll send you a video of me falling down. And I forgot about it. And then one day I got a little WhatsApp video of her falling down. It's flipping brilliant. Are you talking about um, Marina Abravo- Abramovich? Oh, yes, I am, yeah. Oh. Yeah, apparently she, 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 she sits about six, six feet away from you, has, has eye contact, doesn't speak, no oh. expression, oh. just looks at you eye to eye. Yeah. And apparently, hush, hush. People, like, some people have broken down in tears, Yeah, I bet. you know, like that, you know, just by being looked at. Some people have had to look away. I think I'd be like that because, I mean, that sort of penetrating stare, I, I think I'd feel kind of edgy, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, would you go and sit? Yeah, of course like I would. I'd, I love stuff like that. Some Listen, like all forms of art, some of it is rubbish, some of it is brilliant, some of it I don't get, but I enjoy, some of it I get and I don't enjoy it. But I'm watching, Kath has just found a, a bit of it now, A Minute of Silence by artist Marina Abramovich. Um... It looks wonderful. Yeah, I love it. I love a bit of performance art. I've done some performance art. I once got paid, right? There are these two artists whose names I can never remember. I've done a couple of things with them. They made a documentary about um, Nicholas... uh, Nick Cave recently, a couple of years ago. uh, Jane... um, Jane and Ian. Jane and Ian. Can't remember what their names are. And I've done a couple of things with them. I made a film with them in 3D. But the first thing... uh, Forsyth. Jane and Ian Forsyth. Uh, They're brilliant. And the first thing I ever did with them was recreate a performance art piece by, I think, an American or a Canadian performance artist from the 70s called Audience Performer F Off, right? And it's it's brilliant, right? It's it's four five-minute chunks, and basically the performer stands in front of the audience with a mirror behind him and for the first five minutes describes exactly what they're feeling and what they're doing. So if I were to grab the microphone, I'd say, right, my right hand has just grabbed the microphone, my left thumb is stroking the microphone, I'm saying the words microphone and getting very self-conscious about microphone, so I'm looking down to my right. So describe that for five minutes. Then you describe what you can see for five minutes... Then you turn around and do the exact same thing but into the mirror for five minutes, right? Now, really? this was put on in an art gallery in Sheffield, right? They got a grant for this. It took me right. 20 minutes' work. I got paid, get this, £2,000. I know! That's really? why I love performance art. They got a government grant that allowed them to pay me £2,000 for that! For 20 minutes' work! Yes, I love performance art. Love yeah, it! Well, <laughs> you, um, Ian, have you heard of John Cage? Yes, but the silence. There's four minutes, four and a half minutes of silence. Yeah, yeah the funny thing is, um, my, my American cousin yeah. studied music at university, so yes. um, she, knew, she knew what I was getting at. So when she came over here um, 
uh, as a gift, went into a music shop and I got a score. Well, of course, the score is blank. It's like five blank pages. It's, it's, it's got the title on the front, yeah. John Cage, 4.33. And I said, well, as you love music so much, here is the score. And, you know, she just fell about laughing because obviously it's silence. I mean, and if, and if anyone looks on YouTube, I, I, I think Frank Zappa, had it on one of his albums. Yeah, probably. Zappa <laughs> did that stuff. Yeah, Steve, I've got to move on. In answer to your question, yeah, I love performance art. I love the balls of it. I love the cheek of it. I love that some of it is so obviously taking the pee. I, lo- I love it. Do you know what I like? Thank you, Stephen. I enjoyed that. Thank you, mate. Is that you can't record it and replicate it. No. It, it's an experience that is unique to every single person who's there at that point. I d- you know, sometimes I, 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 no, I don't. Sometimes I think. Sometimes Catherine and I consciously take this show into performance art. You remember um, uh, uh, in an alternate timeline where we got um, uh, take, we got abducted on, on the roof. Do you know what I'm saying, man? This, do we treat this as performance art? All that time you had a silent presenter. Yes, man. All of that stuff. All the time that I told you all off because the listening figures were low, and it was your fault. All of that. This performance art is where it's at, man. Um, 03-44-499-1000. Lane has just tweeted, the best bit in that video is apparently when she lifts her eyes for her next sitter and it's a long-lost friend. Oh, I'll have some of that. Love that. Love it. When the, in the um, art gallery in Sheffield where I did that thing, and Ian and Jane, they're so clever. Genuinely, I think they're brilliant. Say, so we made this um, film with Kevin Eldon, actually, in the studio where in Twickenham, where they filmed Let It Be. And it was a 3D film, right? All filmed in one shot, 25 minutes long. I've seen it, it's great. All filmed in one shot with the camera very slowly panning around, 360 degrees in the entire time. But it's, it, it's the film of the rehearsal for the film. And it's great. Do you remember, was it the National Gallery or the Tate we went to? And there were two dancers. Oh yeah, yeah, that was um, the Tate, Tate, uh, the, the Tate, not the Tate Modern, the Tate. Yeah, two dancers, and we got up, I got up really close to them because you're allowed to with those kind of things. You're allowed to get close and examine it from all angles. I love it. I love things that make um, you know. Andy Kaufman was was a performance artist more than a stand up comedian. Certainly more than a stand up. Um, I like things that make people feel uncomfortable. But here's the thing about that experience. Yeah. I don't really know what that was about. Yeah, the dancers. But, yeah, yeah. But I'm still thinking about it two years on. Yeah, yeah. And I can't think of a lot of paintings like that. No, exactly. I don't get paintings. I don't get statues. Oh, some are beautiful. That's, I mean, okay, but the Mona Lisa is tiny. It's like a postage stamp. You know, it's tiny. It's like, okay. The, the, you want an anticlimax. The biggest anticlimax in the world is, is going to see the Mona Lisa. You go, really? That's it? It's for, you know, never meet your heroes, and she was mine. I used to have lessons in the Louvre. Well, on how to wipe? No, because I did history of art when oh, I lived in Louvre. Paris. I'm th- so sorry, I thought you said in the Louvre. Oh, three, <laughs> four, four. She goes highbrow, I go lowbrow. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. One of the best, not it's not performance art, but best art installations I've ever seen. I've told you this, was at the Barbican, and there was a room. My sister took me, and we took my nephew, who I'm guessing was maybe like five or six at the time, so my niece would have been three. And it was a room, and there were in it were some trees, um, some sort of like branches sticking out, and there were about a dozen electric guitars, all plugged in, 
and the amp's turned on, just on stands or on the floor or leaning against the tree or against the bench. And there are about 60 birds just flying around, like budgies and canaries, canaries probably. Uh, just flying around. And you go in there, you think, what the f- what is this? And then a bird would land on an electric guitar. Bring! It would ring. And then another bird would just fly past an electric guitar. Bring! And it was like that. Just suddenly you'd get, like, electric guitar sounds. And then they'd, they'd, they'd land on you, because they were kind of tame. And so they'd land on you. You'd have a bird on you. Then another... Then a bird would... Sometimes a bird would just, like, be walking up and down the strings of a guitar. It was incredible! It was incredible! Love stuff like that, man. I love it. My friend Mel is saying we should go to Shapeshifters at the Haywood. Uh, let's do that. I'm around in London on Thursday. Thursday. Mm, oh, you're not. I'm not. I can't get in that early. What's your What's your beef? Children, isn't it? Oh, I just won't leave. Those guys. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Remind me to talk to you about Mark Borchardt, the guy from uh, American Movie. In a minute, we got news. Ricky. Hi. Yeah. Hey, Ricky. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Yes. Hiya. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Ricky. Take care. Tatty bye. You keep up with the old wrist action. I mean, of drinking, not master. <laughs> so this guy called me a fat pleb because the top radio tweeted a video of me saying I was better than Dylan, right, Bob Dylan. But that's the second time he's gone, gone in on you, you know. Is it? Yeah. What was the other time? Uh, ages ago when you were... Oh, last week when you and Mike Graham were having that oh, right, argument. Okay. Anyway, so he called me a fat pleb and I was in a lousy mood today because they pills and all this stuff. I was in a lousy mood. And I thought, you know what? And I deleted all my Twitter yesterday because I thought, I'm, I'm staying off Twitter. I'm staying off Twitter from now. And I saw that I went, nah
can I pass a message? He said, no, 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 just, just, um, uh, just, just keen to talk to him about his online behaviour. I'll, 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 um, I'll try and get hold of him another way. Then I searched around a bit more and I found his mobile number. It's all out there. And I didn't phone that. Um, I thought I'd give him the chance. So, and listen, calling someone a fat pleb, it's not the biggest thing in the world. He just got me on the wrong day. But, but then the, after that, he was going. It's the, it's the start. And also, a lot of his retweets are racist. He's obnoxious thing. But, um, so I tweeted him and said, dude, I don't know if... Uh, I've just found your work up and I don't know if... Um, and I didn't mention the name, such and such. I don't, know, I, I don't think they'd be happy to know what your online behaviour and then he said something else rude about me. Yeah. So I said, are you sure? And then I put the name of the business. Are you sure they'll be happy about this? And then I tweeted. Then he said something else really rude. So I tweeted the website. And then I regretted that immediately. So I deleted it. But then he started tweeting the website. I mean, the guy's a thick bell cheese. You look at his, his feed. It's obnoxious. It's thoroughly unpleasant. Disgusting little little boy working at Daddy's company. You know, never made anything of his life. A failure in every aspect of his life. Um, I'll tweet him in a minute. Actually, I'll unblock him and tweet him. See if he wants to come on. And I said, "Look, dude, phone me up ten o'clock." Yeah, I'll phone you up. I said, "Well, you won't phone me up. You'll bottle it." Oh, I'll phone you up. I said, you won't phone. He said, me "Remind up. me in case oh, yeah. I forget." Well, tell you, you you talk to Alistair, and I'll I'll uh, I'll remind him. Go hey, on. Alistair. Hey, good evening, both. Good evening. What have you got for us tonight, Alistair? Well, a couple of things. First of all, um, listening to Ian last night when um, he was talking about his struggles and everything and wondering about the show, Mm -hmm. what I wanted to say, uh, to compliment you both, really, is I think your show is the only show where you get true authenticity. And everything is real. And what I mean by that is you're both absolutely honest about things. And I think that kind of um, honesty doesn't exist much elsewhere in media, both radio and television these days. Well, you know why? When I first started out as a presenter on local radio, I got taken aside by one of the management and told that there are certain things you mustn't do. And one of the things, they call it bleeding on air. And And what they mean is don't give away that you're not ultimately, you're not 100% happy all the time. So I couldn't even say, you know, even if I had a blocked up nose and you could tell on my throat, I couldn't say I was um, not feeling too good. Um, Because I was reminded by the management that other people are listening and they've got it worse than you and they don't want to hear you moaning. But the thing is, it's not moaning, is it? It's connection. Absolutely. And that's why I think... You know, you get a lot of real people ringing up and, and real life, real you're, life. you're good enough to talk about, you know, and, and try and help them as well. Yes, yes, um, yes. Well, let's not, let's not, let's not, thank, and I appreciate that, Alistair, thank you, but uh, let's not try and get too navel-gazing tonight. We got quite navel-gazing yesterday, I'm cool with right. that. But let's, let's today, let's look into the horizon, let's look into the distant okay. future. Well, the other thing, very quickly, is, um, you know that you've been um, uh, playing Slade... Um, Slade week, yep. But the, the, yep. Dave Hill is going to be sat where Catherine is sat uh, in uh, on Friday between ten and eleven. Then, of course, on Saturday, all four original members of Slade are reuniting on the Alexis Conrad show. All right, good. Anyway, it reminded me of the fact that in the seventies, I actually dug Slade myself. I thought they You're were done. really good. Yeah, great, great band. But I never ended up buying any records. So this week. Nope. I bought the Slade 
CD box set. Oh! And um, also um, that film you mentioned. Slade in Flame! Oh, what a movie! And they're coming tomorrow, Ian. Hey, what, what, Slade are coming? No, I mean... The, 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 the things. What the Slade in Flame? It's slow, it's bleak, it's bloody wonderful. Yeah, so I just wanted to let you know, and I... I'll definitely listen to when you've got Dave Hill. It's going to be a corker, Alistair. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Yes, G. Good evening, boss. Good evening, bossette. Yeah. Tonight, I would like to do my performance piece, and I would like to portray my call through the power of dance. Okay, where you go? Let's do this. We can do this. I'd just like to let you know that I'm in a narrow stairwell, so okay. anything could happen. Okay. Let's, let's hope it's not a broken neck, huh? Okay, so here we go. Oh, one, two, three, please. Hey. Right step, left step, right step, left step. Shit, man! Okay, that didn't end very well, did it? These things happen. This is the thing. People think performance art is easy. There's always the risk of uh, milk bottle breakage. 0344 499 1000, The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, Simon seems to have bottled it, so I've locked him again. He's got a little bit scared. Daddy told him off, which is a shame. Never mind, Simon. We always knew that was going to be, um, that was going to be the case. But here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. I really think it's, um, this is what I was thinking today. Uh, it's time to call these a-holes out. It's time to call them out, um, but not on their terms, right? I think if someone is rude about you online, you need to be able to call them out. I don't mean go and beat them up. I don't mean get physical. I don't mean, you know, do anything malicious. I mean, be open and transparent and call them up. I have no problems. Maybe, t- tell me if you think this is too far, dear listener. This is what I wanted to ask you. Do you think this is too far that I phoned up where he worked? Now, didn't make a song or dance about it. I didn't say why I'd phoned up. I wasn't rude to anyone there. I just asked if Simon was there. They said no. Can we take a message? I said no. I'll, I will try and call him later. That was it. That was it. Um, there was nothing malicious in it. There was nothing evil in it. Um, I just think that, that people being rude, and this was quite low-level rudery, you know, it's not the thing. People being rude online, particularly Twitter, more so than Facebook, I think, particularly Twitter and Digital Spy. I had to have another word with Digital Spy because there was, like, homophobic stuff in there. Someone posted, oh, I believe Kath likes a dick because of that clip. Right. And then someone else posted, well, I believe Steve Allen likes one of them too. Now, I don't like Steve Allen, right? But that's not a very, that's not, a, that, that's homophobic, right? That's not a very pleasant comment to, I mean, what they wrote about you isn't very pleasant. Yeah, but, but it's, it's in relation to stuff, the clip. It? It's relation to the clip. But then to put that, I thought was, I thought was homophobic. Yeah. So I reported that and another thing on Digital Spy where I was called an arsehole, right? Because that's not constructive criticism. And they were ignored, and so I reported them again, and they... Uh, Ian thinks it was out of order. He just called to throw some abuser away about it and hung up. Does he not want to come on? And He thinks me phoning them up was out of order. It, Ian, call, call up, man. Stop being a, a, a knob. Um, he answered your question about whether it was too much to... Well, let's get there in a second. Hang on, so I just want to say the thing about this. So I reported these things three times. In the end, I sent them an email... I said, guys, right, listen, the show is up for criticism, it's fine. To a certain extent, I am as well. But I think calling me an arsehole is not 
it's not criticism, it's rude. And also that comment about Steve Allen liking Dick is homophobic. Um, And I've reported that three times and you've allowed both those comments to stand. That cannot be acceptable. The whole thing about Digital Spy, the the, the forum, particularly the radio forum, a very vile place. But they've told me this before, they're self-policed. I said, yeah, but it's being self-policed by idiots. And listen, if people want to slag off the show, honestly, I don't go there very often at all. And if people want to slag off the show, which which I would say about 60% do and 40% love the show, I'm absolutely cool with that. And finally, if you want to call me an a-hole, I mean, it's 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 not it doesn't show much intelligence on your part. So yeah, I will report that. But if you would say I think Ian is an a-hole because of the way he dealt with that caller, and here is an ex- here's exactly what I mean, and then broke down that call. That's a different mm-hmm. thing altogether. Still not great, great, great intelligent. Anyway, eventually, Digital Spy said, look, you, we'll take those two down, because, OK, we agree they're probably a little bit near the knuckle. Um, but, uh, but I just think it's the, the, the people that post anonymously, it's all anonymous on, on that forum, and it's all anon- anonymous on Twitter, saying that this guy today had his real name. I just think people need to realise that, yes, you, you've got free speech, but then there are consequences to that free speech and the consequences are I will try and get hold of you sometimes to ask you why you've done that and to see if you'll be the big man on the phone to me yeah. and if that involves me phoning up your workplace I'm not going to make a habit of it, I don't want to go all gaunt on everyone but it, 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 there are consequences, you can't just go around calling people, you know, fat shaming and being racist and sexist anyway, go on, you can say By coming for you yes. as a result of a talk radio post he's yeah. coming for you at work Yeah Hey, thank What's the you. difference? And then the fella today saying the show. Would you stand rubbish. over a waitress's shoulder and tell yeah. her that she was ugly and yeah. fat and she was doing it all wrong, even though you've had no experience in catering? No, you wouldn't. But people think they're punching up. This is the thing. I had uh, lunch with Shappy today. I've not seen Shappy for ages. Probably not since we did the chase. And she remind. She said, "Oh, that I really enjoyed the chase, but the abuse I got online." I said, "Oh, I've forgotten about that. Yes, I saw that you and Jenny were called a C and twits and." slags and you shouldn't be allowed on TV because you both got a question wrong on a quiz. And I said, I'd, I, I get abuse, but nothing of that. And, I, and I, I said, I got a glimpse of what it's like, just a, a, a sniff of what it's like to be a woman on social media. Completely different experience than it is for a man, I think. And she said, yeah, she said she, said she got called out by uh, for that by a, a woman who wrote a blog who, who atted her and said, oh, come on, Shappy. It's 2018. You do know that um, you playing the ditzy um, idiot is, isn't on these days. And Shapiro replied, well, come on, you know it's 2018. And you know that one woman telling another woman what her act should be isn't on these days. Yeah. I love Shappy. I think she's... Um, and I said to her, you, you were rubbish on the chase. I'm going to, you know, but... They, you know, they can't speak to you. It's a game. Yeah. What harm does it do? This is the thing, right? I believe, yeah, okay, get passionate on, on uh, social media and pick holes in people's arguments, but don't pick holes in people because, no. actually, they're just doing the same as you. They're just trying to get by half the time. I had someone today, and it came across slightly different. I'd no. said, look at this stuff we have to put up with. No. And immediately this guy comes in on me, an older no. guy, I'm imagining, because his um, avatar is a taxi with a woman with massive Oh, breasts, I saw that. Right? Yeah, man. And um, clearly not... I'm assuming it's not him, but... Uh, he, he, or his he, wife, he clearly, or a woman he's ever likely yeah, to have Yeah, he clearly thinks that's with. OK. So I'm yeah. imagining we're talking uh, confessions of a taxi driver type bloke, right? So he starts telling me... What our relationship is and how I should realise that you're asking for it. 
So I kind of, first of all, said to, said to him, I think you're being really patronised. Because he said, I think you're too close to Ian, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I think you're being patronising, mind your neck in. Yeah. To which he said, oh, I think you're being uncharacteristically rude and there's no call for that. And I went, right, again with the patronising. Yeah. Um, and he said, I'm not going to engage in your Twitter spat. But he came for he me. Came for you, yeah. And I'm 41, right? I'm not 14. I don't need to be schooled in... Um, in Showbiz age. In... <laughs> I don't need to be schooled by people, and I certainly don't need to be told what our relationship is by people who have got no clue whatsoever. And, and, and also, then, what I'd said wasn't ang- wasn't necessarily angry. It was just like, look at the state of this. And then after that, I got into this spat with this guy today, and then and I thought, right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna be nice on Twitter. And then we get that Connor Murphy, whatever his no, name Magri- is, no uh, McGreevy, saying the show is rubbish and it's terrible. And he, and he said, this is just constructive criticism. He wasn't. He was saying it's rubbish. Again, he's somebody can't stop tweeting. And I ended up I ended up calling him a C. <laughs> And I thought, this is not where I want my life to be. So this is why I've got you to block Twitter yeah. again. So thank you for that. Let's we'll do the break in a bit. Let's go to Tommy. Good evening, Tommy. Alexa, who is Ian Lee? Ian Lee is an English broadcaster and writer. His career began when he performed stand-up comedy gigs across venues in London. He subsequently became co-presenter of the comedy current affairs show The 11 O'Clock Show on Channel 4 and re Yeah, there you go. Thanks very much, man. I appreciate the reminder. Thank you, Tommy. 03444991000. So that's who I am! 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, speaking of Jungle Podcast, me and Catherine have got a Jungle Podcast. There's only going to be three episodes... Two episodes are up so far. It's the audio diary I recorded from pretty much when I found out I was doing the jungle to the morning of me leaving the hotel to go in the jungle. Two episodes are up. If you go to Acast or iTunes, and it's under our rabbit hole thing. So if you look for Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, rabbit hole, uh, it pops up there. So there's two of them out. The third one, I'm not quite sure what the th- how the third one's going to work because I don't know what, uh, what exactly... I've not listened back to them, so someone said there was a funny line about a golf ball behind someone's ear, but I don't know what that yeah. was. In re- was that about the magician? Yeah, it's when you said, um, you'd think that when you're uh, you're a magician and someone comes to talk to you about how excited they are about your oh, show, you might do something. quite rude. Yeah. Matt Hollywood. Yeah. Was, no, was that his name, Matt? Matt Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, is that a golf ball behind your ear? Is that, is that the punchline to a great story? No, you said you wished he'd done something like that, yeah. but he said he was very dry. He treated me... He, uh, no, it, it, he, I, I, so I met this magician... Um, while I was in lockdown, I was allowed to walk around the hotel complex and I was excited because it was the first person I'd spoken to who wasn't a producer or my chaperone. And I think he thought I was um, uh, mentally challenged because I rushed up to him and went, Oh my God, I love magic! I'm coming to see... Le- and I said to him, They're letting me come and see your show on well, Friday. That'll do it. <laughs> Um, but so there's two up if you want to go and have a listen it's under the rabbit hole thing we just there's, there's no point in setting up a separate stream so we put it out as part of the rabbit hole the third one I don't I've not the third one's going to be tricky because I know that when Joe Swash came to film in my hotel room uh, for like the, 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 they film loads of stuff yeah when he spooned you yeah so there's like an hour of that because I just put them I just put the, the digital recorder down and recorded that so I know there's an hour of that um and then a few more bits before I actually go in the jungle. That was building up to it. So I don't know if it's worth putting the whole hour out. I don't know if it's any... I, I, don't, I don't want to listen to it. Why don't you give it to me and let me do it? Thank you so much indeed. That's it's what, what you was, were driving that's at. That's what I was driving at. Um, good evening, Elizabeth. 
Evening, Sunshine. How are you? Oh, I am fine and dandy, my sweetness, my sugar lips. Oh, God. My honey pot. Oh. Right, too much. Oh, you softy. No, I've, I've been following you on Twitter and just, just a quick phone call just to double check and make sure you're okay. Because I... I have thought of you. Okay, um, today. I know exactly what you're going through, kiddo, because I've had it for about a week or so, and it's Uh-oh. shit and it's hell. But otherwise, it's shit all and right, it's hell. darling. Right. So, what's going on with you, Elizabeth? At the moment, uh, we're still planning our wedding. Oh, um, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're marrying that dirty pervert. Yes, I am. <laughs> is, is he... And, and um, is he... Oh, hang on. That's why is that going a bit loud? I've just got to turn the volume up. Hang on, let me do it. I'm going to do it smoother. Is he dirty pervert? <laughs> a dick. No. Well, he, stop is it. Is he A? A dick. Or B? A dirty pervert. Which is it? A or B? <laughs> um, you always put me on the spot. At the moment, a dick. I think is what we're going for. That's the vibe I'm getting, Elizabeth. <laughs> Is he being tricky? Do you need us to come down and, and box his ears? Uh, no, but, I mean, you know, you can come down if you want. No, I'm, I'm busy then. Um, <laughs> well, um, yeah, you know, I took up... Here's the thing. It's part of this is... I know that most of this is chemical. Some of it is situational. I'm bored of yeah. talking about my pill, so I'm not going to talk about it tonight. I'm bored. I'm bored of it. I'm bored of it. Imagine how bored you are, dear listener. <laughs> yeah, pretty paid off of it, actually, but there you go. So I've got an idea yeah. for a thing to do on the show, but I can't get my head around it, right? And it's from watching Limmy's thing yesterday. So I'm gonna, let's talk about it now. We've got, we've got three radio people here. We've got Elizabeth, we've got me, and we've got Sam. So, <laughs> so here's what I want to do, but I don't know how to do it, right? Oh. We have, like... Good luck, man. I'm joking. You're, in, you're involved in this as well. Could you take notes? Here's what I'm thinking, right? We do, like, a murder mystery on the air with, like, six or eight regular callers, and one of them is the murderer, one of them is the victim and who's been murdered. They don't have a big part, right? Hopefully that'll be, like, Alan or something. Yeah, obviously, yeah. uh, But everyone is a suspect, right? Mm -hmm. And... um, uh, either me or Kath or me and Kath or one of the other callers is like the detective. That Poirot. Has, that, yeah, the Poirot that has to solve it. Now, here's the thing. I, I've never been on a murdery mystery... Murdery mystery um, I've never been on a murdery weekend or a no. mystery weekend, so I don't know how they work. So I don't know how we would establish that one of the callers is the murderer... Because they would have to be told, which makes me think you can't be a copper, Kath, because you'd have to... Well, unless Sam tells them. Uh, so, OK, yeah. But how... OK, well, how do we establish? And then... how? Because if we... if Say, for example, it was Alan was the murderer. I'm the murderer! I did it! <laughs> I think he'd be surprisingly good, actually. I bet, he's, I bet he has murdered in real life <laughs> at least five times. He's murdered a few songs. Uh, I bet he's murdered human beings with his bare hands. I love you! I love you! Is that a human being, or is that his... That's his todger. It's a two-hander. Um, so, Elizabeth, have you got any suggestions on how we can make that work? Uh, <laughs> well, I think the victim will be a uh, silent caller. Yeah, well, they'll be dead. Although, yeah. they might be able to... No, because one of the suspects is a medium. 
This is this taking shape. I knew it was worth mentioning. Right. I know what happened. One of the suspects is a medium and can talk to the victim. I know how we kill them. Go on. Uh, my partner just said, Peter, he just said that the murderer is always the butler. All right. So what we do is we get everyone on, and yeah. then all of a sudden, someone gets cut off. That's where the death happens. But that, but that makes me the murderer, because I'm cutting them off. No, because Sam will do it. All right, well, make Sam, Sam's the murderer. No, then. but Sam's going Sam's gonna to be orchestrating everything. That's a lot of work and responsibility for someone so... What, what, what else does he do? Looks good. Yeah, damn it. Elizabeth, have you got any suggestions? You're not contributing, Elizabeth. No, we can have a deck of cards and a roll of dice and just pot luck, see who gets killed. Uh, yeah, I, I dig the, I dig the, the, the pot, bro, uh, pot luck. Um, it's a lot. Okay, Elizabeth, listen, thank you very much indeed for your support. It's appreciated. 0344 499 I want to do this. How do we do it? How do we do um, a, mur- a murdery special one night? Oh, here yeah. we, here's what we do. Okay. We get people to sign up beforehand, right? So we've got our cast of characters. Yeah. And then we email them their parts. Whoa. Why? Okay, sure. That's what you do on a, uh, a murdery weekend. Everyone gets a card, yeah. don't they? And they you know what they're supposed to be doing. Well, then that... Okay, fine. All right. Well, what, car, what, what, car, what parts are we sending them? Well, let me have a think. Okay, yeah, fine. Probably get some... Oh, Morse code. It was Sergeant Peppers... In um, the beer keller with the rock and roll. That was Andrew. It was Andrew was for us, but Andrew uh, bottled it at the last minute. I think it'll be Radio Gold, but I cannot get my head around the logistics mm. of it, guys. Well, I just can't. What if I go on a certain website, Google, and get the no, and get the murder mystery party game? Is it well? What, what it's from Amazon? Yeah. Yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, you're not getting any money from me. Um, Friday night, first hour of the show, we've got Dave Hill, guitarist from Slade. Underrated guitarist. He's going to be in this studio with, of course, as you know. What's wrong with Andrew? Come on, talk to me. He bottled it. I phoned back. It's His parents have told him off for phoning in and he shouldn't be doing it. How old is he? I don't know. I, he sounded like teen... Report, report, report them for um, abuse. Not that kind of abuse, but report them for, for abuse to social services. Um, by the way, if you're a teenager, just what are you doing? Asking these, the squares for you? Just use the take the just sneak out into the hallway, get the phone, make sure they're still watching EastEnders, and just dial it quietly. That's what you got to do in the hallway, uh, or use the phone in Mum's bedroom. God's sakes! Come on, go up, go upstairs, sneak upstairs. Say you're going to bed, and then go into Mum's room. Use the phone by her bed. That's all you got to do. It's easy. Um, so, yeah, so Dave Hill's coming in. First hour of the show on Friday. The studio guitar that we always have here is going to be here. It's acoustic guitar. It's always going to be here. It's always here, and it will be here on Friday, of course. And we're going to stream the first hour of the show on my YouTube channel on Friday. That's happening. I don't care what nobody says. That is happening. Um, so if I were you, I would um, I would get your rocks off. Get your rocks off. Off, guys. Um, what? Nothing. Just looks a bit complicated. Let me have a think. No, exactly. You know, you're overcomplicating it. That's what you're doing. It should be nice and straightforward. And we don't need to send. We don't need to send these guys anything. These guys are improvisationalists. We get them up. We go right. What, what's your name? Aaron. What are you? Huh? I'm doing his voice. I'm doing an impression. You're saying that's offensive. Bit, yeah. No, why? That's his voice. He's got a higher pitch voice, actually. Oh, no! <laughs> there we go. 
Um, and what do you do? I walk in the fish market! Right, so he's a fishmonger. We go to the next caller. You go through it, and they've all got different names. They tell us their names, they tell us their jobs. But we have to establish, we have to make one of them the murderer. Yeah. That's the thing. That's it. That's all we've got to do. Said, we're sending them out biogs with their backgrounds. Are you nuts? That's insania. No, 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 no. I'm, I, must, I must draw the line. I'm drawing the line at that. This isn't going to spend money on it. We can get, listen, we can get an hour, hour and a half of, of pretty average radio out of this for nuppence. That's no pence whatsoever, guys. All right, OK, well, let's remember that when it's an absolute hey, car crash. You tell me one of the spontaneous things I've done uh, that's been a car crash. The uh, war? Not car, a car, car crash. crash. Not a car crash. You blew up a 12-year-old. Yeah, well, they deserved it. Um, giving away the counties. I mean, that got nasty. Well, um, and all of the other fun things that I have come up with. They've all led to conflict. I'm the best at coming up with games. All right, then, well, you come up with it and I look forward to joining in. Okay, fine. We'll do it then. Um, when? All right, we'll do it now. Oh, no, not now. I can't be bothered. Oh! Oh, oh I don't really know, Rita. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, look at your balls, Rita. What? Oh, dude. Oh. Well, then, you're Sally Sadsacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I've got some business cards printed. I hope you don't. I hope you don't mind. You take that so you've got my details. <laughs> they seek him here. They seek him there. Don't seek him here. He never turns up. He'll be at home. It's Eamon Holmes. 0344. I've got his phone number. Yeah, you have. Text him. Say, where, where are you? <laughs> oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um dia Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number if you want to give us a call. So we were talking. So things, things sometimes dots just connect themselves. So Sunday afternoon, the Rabbit Hole Picture Show. By the way, free Saturday evening, the twenty fifth of January. Possibly. Okay, we'll do another one then. Then. Oh, all right. Yeah. So check your diary, and if you're free, we're doing the Rabbit Hole Picture Show on the twenty fifth of January. Your turn to choose a movie. I haven't even got a diary yet, so yes, I'm free. Oh, have you not got a new diary? I have. I got plenty of things in it, including. Kiss Live, followed the next night by Bob Dylan and Neil Young live. Bob Dylan and Neil Young. Bob Dylan 
now is apparently just a car crash. It's awful. Is it one of those ones you can take a picnic to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then I'm fine. Exactly. We're going to go and sit in the Golden Circle again. Oh. And we're going to watch Neil Young and Bob Dylan live. And Bob Dylan, it's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. But I want to see Bob Dylan. I want to see Bobby. Bobby D, before he does the big D. Goes and sees the big G up there. I want to see, I want to see Bobby D. All right, we get it. Before he does the DD. The dead dead. Before they, before they be. Bef- I want to see Bobby D before they be Bobby D. Bury Bobby D. Bury Bob Dylan. Okay. I want to see him. <laughs> this is how he sings now. He doesn't. He can't. Let's go find Bob Dylan live. He sounds more like, like, like Dear Departed Brucey. Um, Bob Dylan, November. Here we go. Listen to this. This is going to sound awful. Oh, whoa. I didn't give you the permission to. Hey, isn't that funny? I've been playing. I played two songs tonight in Portuguese. It's an advert for Portugal that's come mm. up. Isn't that funny? It's like, it's like they can read my keystrokes. That's... That's better than I thought it would be. That's better than I thought it would be. That's better than I thought it was going to be. Apparently it's very hit and miss. He can do an awful concert one night. Um, Here we go. That's... That's better than I thought it would be. So Bob Dylan... Plenty, I, I got some work, job, some jobs lined up. What was I saying? Was I saying something before we talked about the diary? Uh, oh yeah. So Rabbit Hole Picture Show on Sunday. We showed an American movie, um, a film, a documentary about Mark Borchardt. Right? He is. And he, um, I've been emailing him, and he keeps saying he'll come on the show, but doesn't want to talk about American movie or anything else really. So I don't know if we're going to get him on the show. And then last night, a gentleman phoned up. I I forget your name, sir. Excuse me to say that he'd found this trailer for this movie, The Dundee Project, that was a documentary by Mark Bouchard about UFOs and aliens. Yeah, was that Will? I don't care. It came to the rabbit hole. That's not really relevant. Well, it's nice to remember. (sighs) So, and this trailer had been posted online a long time ago, like four or five years ago, right? And I emailed Mark today and said, Mark, we'd love to get you on the show. We won't talk about American movie. Hey, by the way, how's that UFO documentary going? He said, that has nothing to do with me. Right. Okay. Well, then tonight I got... Because I signed up to the Facebook page for this 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 UFO documentary, The Dundee Project. So then I, I got an email today. Or if there was a... No, it popped up in my Facebook stream. At last, The Dundee Project is available for pre-order and on DVD... An instant download. Boom. I'm straight in there. I've spent 30 bucks, including postage and packing. And I, it's literally just downloaded. This is the film we were talking about yesterday that was made years ago and hasn't been out yet. Have a listen to this. This is um, The Dundee Project, produced by Mark Bushart, presented by him, which he says has nothing to do with him. Northwest Productions presents a film by Mark Bushart, The Dundee Project. Film that Mark Borchardt says has nothing to do with him. 46 minutes long. Produced by Mark Borchardt and Andrew Swant. 
written and directed by Mark Borchardt. But nothing to do with him. Nothing to do with him. It's very peculiar. Here we go. I first heard of UFO days while mindlessly drifting through the sad, infinite wastelands of cable television. Wait, that's him talking, but it's nothing to do with him. No, obviously. Yeah, funny old world. On into that hypnotic spell that mercilessly disembowels one's better instincts, all the while being mesmerized by the inanities of its inseparate offerings, I happened upon a channel where there was enthusiastic talk of UFOs. But it wasn't that particular phenomena that piqued my interest. Rather, it was the location of the celebratory gathering that conjured my excitement, for it just so happened to be taking place in my home state of Wisconsin, specifically a place called Dundee. So when the day of the annual event arrived, on a bright Wisconsin summer morning, we enthusiastically made our way there. What would be waiting for us? Who would we meet? What mysteries would we find ourselves immersed in? Benson's Bar, the central gathering place of phenomenological interest, phenomenological. is a lakeside uh, haven for banana. both the thirsty and the curious. That's some food, man. That came from you. Can oh, there it is. <laughs> what our man? Right. There's what? Mark Bouchard. Yeah. Who is nothing to do with this film? Yeah, I mean, he's in it and he's. To know, but... is there other life forms in our infinite universe? Scientifically, there's millions of them. You, it's, you can't argue about it. You can't speculate about it. It's common scientific sense. Uh, by the way, you know I agree with him on that. There has to be UFOs. You're a bit tired tonight, Boyley. I am. Oh, yeah. Sorry? Yeah. Oh, dear. So sorry. Not live. Anyway, so that film is out there, and um, it's very exciting. So I'm watching that tomorrow. Um, oh, tomorrow I'm interviewing the director of Three Identical Strangers. We'll play that Thursday night. Is I that definitely on? That's definitely happening. One forty-five tomorrow. Um, so... Okay. Um, so that is uh, so. That, now I wanted to talk about UFOs mm-hmm. and um, aliens and things because they've landed a probe. On Mars now, only I only I think it's something like only forty percent of the things they've fired at Mars have landed successfully. So this is a big deal. And do you know what the mission of this probe is to yeah. do? Go on. They're looking for life. But how are they doing it? They're not actually. You're incorrect there. Well, that's what Heather Cooper said. She's incorrect. On the radio. She's incorrect. She's incorrect. Um, do, you, do you know what what they will be doing? What they will physically um, be doing? Rumbling around. Taking pictures, rumbling around. No, they won't. I don't even know what rumbling around means. Like... <laughs> I can't even look at you. Right? I can't even look at you while you're debasing Watch. yourself. This is me. This is me being the Mars probe. <laughs> All right, Marianne. Now, that's a myth. She didn't have a Mars in her, didn't she? Nope, that's a myth. Oh. Libel. Little Snickers. No, she, she was naked. Save for a rug. Uh, she's not Welsh. No, I was being posh. See for a rug. <laughs> so, no, what they're doing, it's very interesting. Go I, will, on. I will tell you. Interesting. And Heather Cooper doesn't know about this. <gasps> and Heather Cooper don't know nothing. I'll tell you, said that. They are, the, the probe is digging five metres below the surface of the planet Mars. What for? Well, Exactly. That's the question. Looking for life. No, no, they're not, not going to find life underground. Nothing lives underground. Yes, they will. They'll find samples and it'll have bacteria in it and then boom. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no. The, there's nothing. The, Mars is dead. Mars is a dead planet. I can tell you that now. Oh, you've been there, have you? 
Oh, you've been there. We've all been there at some point. Our ancestors. <laughs> oh, shut up. Our ancestors have been there. Our ancestors fled oh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're going to find that toaster that your uh, great auntie Mary left. Well, this is it. This is what it. So they're going to dig five meters mm-hmm. underground, right? Then they're looking for like bones, glass, coins, artifacts, right? Um, it's inspired by the detectorists, actually. Uh. In fact, they've called the probe um, Toby Jones. And so, so it's Jonesing. It's up there. Jonesing is what they, is the technical term for it. I don't. Know, it's a bit boring. Uh, but here's what. Here's my prediction. They're going to find a Walkman up there. They're going to find a Walkman, Sony Walkman radio cassette system. The, an old one. And what will with be the, the with the orange? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The orange phone. I've got the picture. And what tape will be in there? Um, one, make it big. No, it won't. Well, no, it won't be Earth music. Well, you're assuming Wham were from Earth. No, it will be old time, old time music. Well, like Fergal Sharkey. No, no, no. What right, what they will find is they will find human technology up there, mm-hmm. right? That either is more advanced than ours, is about the same advancement as ours, mm-hmm. or more primitive than ours. Okay, they will find something like that. I know what they're going to find. Mm-hmm. They'll find something. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah, go and do a third one out of that. You've screwed yourself there, haven't you? Trying to do a third one. Or the trail of something or yeah, nothing. You're an idiot. Um, and the thing is, do you know what? The, here's, the, here's the greatest crime of all. NASA won't tell us. NASA won't tell us. I genuinely believe they'll dig five metres down and they'll find like a TV remote control, Remy Conch, or they'll find like a watch, or they'll find like a spoon, or they'll find, um, you know, like a pair of knickers or something that, that they'll be like, what is, what is this? Did, we, did, the, did the robot drop this or something? And do you know what the knickers will have inside them? A label that says St. Michael. You're, you're, a, you're actually a, uh, an idiot. Mm. Let's go to Simon. Good evening, Simon. Good evening. How are we both? None of your business! That's very true, but I thought I'd be polite. I've got a variation of your um, murder mystery game. Yes. Well... Do you remember that there was a film years ago called The Deadpool by, with Ken Eastwood in it? Um, I do, but I never saw it. But I have seen The Deadpool with um, Ryan Reynolds in it. Mm, that's the mod one. No, this was um, The Deadpool with a list of names of people who were going to die. And they followed the list down and died. Oh, okay. Now, what you could do... Now, obviously, you don't want to go around murdering people. Well, you you say obviously. Uh... Well, 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 obviously, you know... The, I would I would make such such a great murderer. I tell you why, because um, I, I'm charming, so I could charm my way into people's houses, so there wouldn't be any sign of forced entry. I'm a celebrity as well, so people would let me in anyway. Uh, I, because I'm a celebrity, there would be zero suspicion of me, and also I'm cold blooded. I could I could murder in any way: guns, knives, garrots, poison, uh, booby traps, uh, nunchucks. Slow, nunchucks. Trick, well, tricky to murder with someone. That's more. That is more of a choking thing. Um, slow deaths, fast deaths. Um, Ninja me- Star. Uh, what is wrong with you tonight? I'm trying to have a serious conversation with my good friend Simon, and you're just being an absolute knob. Wow. Yeah, I know. Very hostile. I'm holding a mirror up to your stupidity. Oh, I'm looking good. Carry on, please, Simon. Let's ignore the troll. All right, OK, so what you do is you publish a list of all the people that annoyed you, like that other Simon... Yes. Because he was being a dick. So you publish a list of all these people. Yes. One of the contestants who you pick at random 
yes. phones in and says to Sam, uh, I'll take him on, I'll reach your humiliation, what? you know, sort of mud pie or whatever. And then Sam phones another contestant and says, right, I want you to pretend that you're Jesus. having a go at him. So you have one annoyed, uh, one of these idiots per week, and the rest of them have got to guess who... A week? Uh, how, how, long is this ta- how long is this taking? Well, no, you would do um, one person a week. No! We want to do it in an hour, an hour and a half tops! Well, yeah, no, because... Well, well no, yeah. Well, 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 yeah. Um, the guessing yeah. and the actual investigation can happen on the night, one hour, two hours, but the, all the, the rest of the ritual humiliation can take up to a week, ready for the show, for you to do the investigation. OK. Um, OK, that, yeah, we'll do that then. <laughs> it's, here's the thing. It sounds a little bit too complicated for me. I want to just get in there, and I just I just want it to happen. I just want it to happen. Oh, have you seen? Have you seen? There's a great film, Simon. One of the greatest films of all time that no one really talks about. It's, I can never remember what it's called. It's either called Death by I think it's called Death by Murder, or Murder by Death. Death by Murder. Have you seen it? No. Sounds like a ridiculous oh, title. It's flipping brilliant, right? It is. It's a little bit racially insensitive. I think it's Peter Sellers as Charlie Cham. It's Peter Falk, sort of as Columbo, but not as Columbo. It's um, David Niven, sort of as like a sort of posh James Bond, Sherlock Holmes, but obviously they're not allowed to use these names. So it's all like that. There's a Miss Marple character. He's not Raffles, is he? No, no, no. They're all detectives, right? And they're all. In, I remember seeing it as a kid, and it blew my. Mind, they're all invited to this house, and there's a murderer, and they're the world's greatest detectives, and they've got to solve. Have you seen this, Simon? It rings a bell. And there's a bit where Columbo runs out of the room, then comes back into the room, and it's empty. And then he runs out of the room, and he comes back into the room, and it's full again. And I remember seeing that as a kid and going, "Oh my God, what's going?" Such. Have you never seen Death by Murder? That. That does ring a very oh, faint Saturday afternoon at my grandma's yeah, type yeah. bell. It's so funny. It is funny. I wonder if I can get it for a penny on Amazon or download it um, legally, obviously. Um, all right, Simon, we're going to do your thing tomorrow. OK, then. Thanks, bye. What, Not touching what, that with... A, I don't know, wasn't this? It sounds very off comable. Terrible. D- death by murder. De- murder by death. Widescreen... Ad- Murder by death. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Murder by death. Um, mur- here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. What are the? And so it's Peter Falk, Alec Guinness, Peter Sellers, Truman Capote's in it. Truman Capote. Mm-hmm. Right, written by Neil Simon. Um, we've got no bonus thing. The world's greatest detectives have been invited to dinner, but when murder is on the menu, who will make it to dessert? You're cordially invited to join an all-star cast featuring Peter Sellers, David Niven, Peter Falk, James Coco, Elsa Lanchester, Maggie Smith, Alec Guinness, uh, for Neil Simon's hilarious murder mystery spoof, Murder by Death. Lee knows just texting me. It's Murder by Death, you idiot. The isolated mansion of eccentric millionaire Lionel Twain is the setting for this twisted puzzler. That's a, that is a great... That is one of the greatest films of all time. Oh, uh, the end. 
The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Apparently, um, Death by Murder is on Turner Classic Movies tomorrow at 7.20 in the morning, so set your video cassette recorders um, for that uh, thing. Uh, Good evening, Sandy. Good evening, Ian and Kath. How's it going? Sandy, it's going very, very well. Welcome to the Maelstrom. What can we, what can we, how can we help you this evening? That's a positive message. How can we help you this evening? What would you like from us to make your life better? I've only phoned you a few times, but by now you should realise I'm beyond help. No, 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 Sandy. You are the, we, well, in that case, I'm going to give you more help than I've ever given anyone. Tell me what you want, and I promise, I swear, I will do it for you. Great, because uh, I'd like a rabbit hole show in Bristol, please. Oh, we were in, we were in Bath the other week. We're twenty minutes up the road. Like, literally two weeks ago. God, Where we were you? in Bath. It's twenty minutes up the road from you. Where oh. were you? I don't. Oh, Sandy, where were you? I was probably wanting to go, but realising that getting to Bath is a mission. You know those days when you just like want to be in your home area. Oh. I hate going. Twenty minutes away. Who was twenty minutes away? Well, I swear to God, the next one in Bath, I will actually come to. Well, we're gonna, I'm going to email them in a week or two, and we'll book some dates in for next year. That's happening. Um, that will happen. Here's the thing: we couldn't find a venue in Bristol. Um, that we that was kind of cheap enough for us and had oh, everything we needed. Uh, I mean, how far is Bath from Bristol? It's not that far, is it? It's not. It's not that far. Um, the tricky bit about Bath is parking, but I but I guess no. I would believe public transport. Pa- parking to outside the venue. Parking outside yeah, the Rondo Theatre. You can park on the streets. Yeah, plenty of parking where oh. we were. It's not in the centre of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the thing. Because we have lots of people saying, "Hey, you're going to." There was one saying, "You're going to come to Middlesbrough. You're going to come to this." Well, here's the thing: we 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 did that kind of this year and last year, where a couple of people say, "Hey, you're going to come to Hull. You're going to come to this. You're going to come to that." Well, yeah, sure, okay. And we booked it in, and then it was kind of only that person. In fact, quite often the person that had asked us didn't turn up, and maybe fifteen other poor souls would rock up. So we kind of, you know, once we covered our, once we paid for petrol and. um like a hotel, we were significantly out of pocket. And, and it was nice going to Hull, and it was nice going to, to some of these places where no one went to. He loved it, actually. We did, the people that did come were great. Yeah. Newcastle was another one we didn't do very well. Scunthorpe. Um, Scunthorpe. Scun- yeah, Scunthorpe, actually. Which, which is, but it was a really nice venue. They're all nice venues. But um, we kind of have to be a little bit more selective and pick ones where we know we're going to sell well. well. And also, if we're going into an area which is, you know, within half an hour of another place, we can't be there the, like two weeks, a month after. Cause so here's here's where we're going to be next year, right? We have no dates in the diary. We're going to be in Brighton. We're going to be in Bath. We're going to be in Glasgow. Uh, we're going to be in Manchester. Uh, we're going to be in Birmingham. And if I can sort it out, we're going to be in in certainly in Northern Ireland, Belfast, and possibly Dublin. But I find it really difficult to sort those gigs out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite hard to sort them out. But so that's probably where we, that's probably where we're going to be. There, there are places where we know people Luton. will come to. We've been asked to go back to the Bear Club in Luton, so we All might right, do that yeah. in March or something. So yeah, those are the ones. Those, those are it. I'm afraid because uh, I'm too old to go to places and play to twelve people. Really. Well, and they're all within striking distance of somewhere yeah. else. You know. Yeah. You're the same age as me, so I get that. Old, old. The thing We're I, old, I really, 
Oh, you know what? I'm, sometimes I'm young, sometimes I'm old. It depends on the day. I My body is constantly stiff now. Not like that. Constantly. I, I, I go to bed and my body aches. I wake up and get out of bed and my body aches. It aches, aches all the time. That is that is old. Does your body ache, Sandy? Um, you know, I will tell you that it doesn't anymore. Oh, cannabis it oil. It doesn't. It's uh, no drinking, no smoking, no chemicals, no shit. My body is rocking. It's taken a month. Yes. And I feel, and I feel possibly the best I've ever felt. Wow. Well, we're trying a little detox with the meat. We're coming. Kath and I have been vegetarian sort of with us, this week three, I think, five days a week, and then going for the meat on a Tuesday. Uh, on Tuesday, on a Saturday and a Sunday. When, when I went out for Shappy today, I had a vegetarian lunch, very nice vegetarian lunch, vegetarian casserole, and um, some, something else. Uh, some vegetarian samosa, um, and maybe that's what's making me ache. Oh, I tell you what, I'm buying Sandy. I'm going to buy a bike rack for my car because I found some nice woods near me, Wendover Woods, right, um, to go cycling in. And I thought, if I get a bike rack for the b- back of the car, not for the roof, how do people do that and feel comfortable with themselves? Um, get a bike rack that can put three bikes on. Then, then when the boys come over, we can bring their bikes on. I whack my bike on. We go over to the woods. We ride through the woods. We have a little picnic and then we ride back. Everybody's happy. Everybody's fit. Everybody's enthused. We've seen nature. Um, we've had we've had fun. Uh, been when, outside. Been outside. So I strongly, strongly recommend nature. It's taken me a long time yeah. to get used to like these kind of muggy British days. Yeah. But it's almost like a Turner painting sometimes, especially at this time of year. And oh, it's, it's great. Very, very beautiful. I love it's it when it's grey, grey and wet. Wow, that's Britain. That's what I want. Grey and wet. <laughs> so I love it. I, I'm not being honest. I, was, I, I met a friend in the woods the other day, and we just went for a walk. And then we sat down and had a coffee in the woods. Grey and wet and muddy, and I loved it. Yeah, if you're wrapped up, it makes no difference, Oh, it, it was beautiful. That's Britain. That's Britain. Nice bad weather, only bad clothes. Exactly. Hey, guess what's um, happening? So this Sunday... I'm going up to Halifax to um, do a Q&A with Reese Dinsdale for um, the Threads. The Sunday after the 9th, we're doing our last two shows of the year, one of which is sold out. The Rabbit Hole is sold out. Uh, the show before at 4 o'clock in London, uh, where p- bring games and play games with us for a couple, couple of hours. There's still about 20 tickets left, right? Then that's it. So that's the Sunday the 9th. Guess what is happening on Saturday the 8th, Sandy? Guess who's coming to my house on Saturday the 8th? I I don't I don't know. I'm going to tell you, my two little kittens are coming to live with me on Saturday the eighth. My two little girls are going to live with me oh, on Saturday the eighth. You got them. You got them. I got them. And then and then and they're, and they're not so little. They're like sort of five months old. So they're, they're getting on a bit. But I got sent a picture of them today, and they look cute. What well, one of them looks like trouble. One looks like she's going to be trouble. The other one looks like she's going to be a pushover. The other one's going to be trouble. And I can't wait. And I bought a load of cat food today, so I'm stocked up with cat food. 
food. Um, uh, I'm going to go. There's a lovely pet shop where I live, so I'm going to go and buy a nice bed for them. Going to get some toys. Going to get the scratching post out of the garage. Well, they've got a tunnel because I brought one over for got Velvet that she kind of looked at and went, "You're kidding me." I'm an old lady. I can't walk properly. <laughs> um, so going to get some toys. Going to get some treats in December the eighth. The girls are coming to the house. I cannot wait, Sandy. I'm so excited. I'm a 45 year old man. You see, this is what life is all about. You've got to set yourself small things yes. and realistic things that you're make right. you happy. I think you're right. I think you're right. That's it. Um, it's it's got to be small, but well, they well, well in, in certain in certain circumstances. Yeah, okay. I need to say something vulgar. She's making a rude joke as I well, think isn't we're she? We're both. We're all. Are you making a rude joke, Sandy? Because I was going to. Then I thought better of it because you you sound like a lady. And then I thought, hang on. I think she's making a rude joke. I, I, I was, indeed. About penises. Big penises. I was making a penis joke. That is Brilliant. correct. Sandy, thank you very much. I'm just, as long as I know where it's we stand. clear, yes. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed, Sandy. I appreciate that. What a lovely call. I was going to be filthy. I thought I won't because Sandy sounds like a lady. Gosh. Turns out she's filth. I mean, you were growing, but then we realised, well, fair's fair. I wasn't growing. Okay. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. Very welcome to. Let's go to Rich. Good evening, Rich. Hi, Nightcap. Hi. Hey, Rich, what you got for us tonight, man? Well, I've got an idea, maybe, for your murder mystery. Or Here we go. It? Here we go. Cat, bear in mind, Cat's idea was spend a lot of money on a kit, email people, send them stuff, get Sam to talk to them, pla- do, uh, blah, 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 do all of this. So I'm looking forward to hearing... I was just workshopping it, OK? But fine, you asked me for no, my no, help. Hey, hey, listen, Catherine. It's I'm fine. Not, it's all good. I'm not having a go. It's all good. I, I look forward got, to seeing what you come up with. I've still got a little bit of the vibe that you didn't manage to suck it all out. Wow. Well, it's, it's not as good as that. So, oh. So but I think you should make it high stakes. Make Whoever, it what? Make it more high stakes. They should show some commitment to the show. You're well, we actually kill someone. I think that's where he's going. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right. No, I I think they should have uh, Skype or some other video thing going on, or pictures of, yeah. and they should all have a bowl of red sauce in front of them. Or custard, if they're drowned by custard. Whoever gets killed has to chuck it over themselves to represent that they're dead. Mm, not good, is it? Thanks for your call, Rich. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What were you saying about buying a thing online? Uh, let's go to Gatford. Good evening, Gatford. Hello there, boss and bossette. How's it going? Yes. By the way, I have to say, every time someone calls Kath bossette, she literally winces. And uh, <laughs> really she winces is. outside, I wince inside, and my nuts shrivel. But apart from that, I it's suppose, great. I suppose bosses, because you're both whatever. Um, you call in this bloke up at work. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, not yeah, yeah. Sure I'm not sure I like it. Go on, tell me why. Because I'm not sure I like it either, if I'm completely honest. No, Go on. It, 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 it's, it's uncomfortable with me because I just think, I know what he's done is wrong, but does doing something wrong back... Well, that, that, well, here's the thing. And by the way, I don't know. I don't know if what I did was right or wrong. But, yeah, yeah, I'm but, not but, but, but your, your premise, your argument starts on the premise that phoning up his place of work is wrong. Why is that wrong? Because you've accused him of not doing the same to you. Are you, where, you know, he can ring you at work legitimately, 
speak to you, which he should do because he's being cowardly and hiding behind his keyboard. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's an invasion of something, but I'm not sure what. Well, no, exactly. And here's the th- uh, uh, I, I know, and I kind of do as well. But I, I, but at the moment, I, I am. Uh, I, I, it's really difficult to verbalise. Here's the thing: he yeah. has me at an advantage in that he's the one that approached me and kicked me in the shins and then ran away. Okay. He also has yeah. my work phone number in that he knows exactly where I work and he can phone me up. He knows where I, when I'm going to be by that phone number and he can call me anytime and those things. Uh, when I phoned up his workplace, I wasn't disrespectful to the people. I wasn't rude to no. the people. Uh, I didn't even tell them what it was about. I just phoned up. Can I speak to Simon? He doesn't work. He, he doesn't work in the office. Okay. Can we take a message? No, I'll, I'll get another way to get in touch with him. What What I was trying to say to him was in that phone call was, you can't. There are consequences to your being an asshole. Right, there are consequences to it. You think that by yeah. you think that by calling someone, you know, fat um, pled, which isn't the biggest insight I've ever had by a long way, but you think by doing that to someone who to you isn't real because they are a celebrity, and I'm using very basic shorthand, you know, it's not how I consider myself. But he, to him, I'm not real. Okay, so so to him to just sit there and throw out insults on his phone without a thought takes 20 seconds and there are no consequences well maybe there should be consequences maybe there should be consequences and it wasn't it i didn't find up to threaten him i didn't threaten him online no. it would be easy to say i've got i've got your number i'm going to publish it it would be easy to say i'm going to come and meet you and beat you up didn't do any of that i want i genuinely wanted to speak to him you know i wanted i wanted well, okay. there, there, therein lies my next question is what would you have said had he answered the phone i would have asked him why he thought that was acceptable and do you not think at work that would have put him in an in an awkward position? Tough. I appreciate that's tough. Well, yeah, I appreciate that's what you're aiming at. No, no, it's not. It's not just, what I'm aiming at. But that no, would not be a... to, not to make it. But you're you're trying to shine a light on the fact that you say you say there should be a consequence to his yep. action. But is that the better way? I, I'm just not sure that's the right way of doing. it. No, okay. Here's the thing. That I, I found his mobile number, uh, but I found his work number first, and I couldn't find okay. his mobile number for a while. So, uh, so when I got the work number, I thought, well, I'm, I'm going to... I'm go- that's, that's the number. I am going to phone up. Um... I don't know. I don't know, Gaffer. I get, I no, get I your reservations because I'm reserved about it as well. I'm not totally yeah. sure it was the right thing. Uh, had I spoken to him, I'd have asked him why it was acceptable, why he thought that was acceptable to do that. If that made him feel uncomfortable at work, well, then that's his problem. He has to learn. Sure. Here's the thing, right? If I go on Twitter and I am more abusive than that, if I'm abusive to someone mm. um, in a way that... Put, that, that could portray this station in a bad light. I have been told in the past, right, by my bosses here, to stop arguing with people online, to stop arguing with specific people on Twitter. Right. Because it doesn't look good for the station. Um, and I, I huffed and I puffed and I kicked off, but I did it because I got it. I got that by me, you know, uh, uh, we are all ambassadors for the places we work at. Absolutely, yeah. And by me arguing with this person that I was arguing with, okay, I could see how it wouldn't look great for the station. So I huffed and I puffed and I swore at my boss and then I said, all right, I'll do it. I'll stop. Um, 
we all have consequences of... We should all have consequences of the stuff we're... And, we're and the other thing is that this guy tweets every time talk radio put a clip of us out. So I get it, Ian yeah. gets it, talk radio oh, sure. gets it, the boss gets it. So in a way, he's coming for us at work. Sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I've seen some of his work, and, and there, there should be a consequence. I don't disagree with that. I just think... And, and I think there should be... I mean, like you were saying about digital spy forums... There should be a better policing of things like that. ISP, internet providers, should be... No, you should have to log... Here's the thing, right, with forums and Twitter. You should have to use your name. You should have to pass a verification check that it's you. Simple. Simple as. There should not be online, unless you are talking... Unless it is something to do with, like, a medical condition or an addiction or or something. I think in in social media, like Facebook and Twitter and uh, forums where you are chatting about... Uh, people in the public, you should have to log in with your name and your picture, and you should have to verify that it's you. Otherwise, you can't do it. Simple yeah. as. Because you shouldn't say anything. This is the general rule, right, of thumb on, on on social media. Don't say anything that you wouldn't want your mum hearing. Don't say anything that you wouldn't want coming back to you in some way that your boss knows yeah. about. Don't say anything that you wouldn't say to somebody's face. Don't say anything that you wouldn't want someone to stick in front of you at a job interview. Yeah, and say, did you say this? You know, yeah. it's freedom of speech is wonderful. You're free to say what you want, but also people are free to challenge you. But also that thing about that you don't say something that you wouldn't feel comfortable saying to your mum doesn't always hold true because some of their mums are scumbags as well. They <laughs> well, are. Some of their mums yeah. are scumbags. And some of the worst things I've had from men on Twitter have been from men who say, love my kids, yeah. and he's got a little girl next to so, him. You think so? I, but they don't yeah. think of me in the same way because I'm not a real person. To uh, so, Gatford, do you know what? I don't know. Maybe I'm erring on the side that I probably wouldn't phone someone's boss again unless it was i mean it was it was it, it got me on a bad day yeah i, I didn't phone his boss place of work let me rephrase that. i wouldn't find their place of work unless they were you know particularly obnoxious or particularly rude about my kids or something then i might do i think i got that out of my system um i'm aware it's straying a bit into as i was doing it, i thought this is a bit john gaunt this is what gaunt used to do no but he someone, would go oh, and talk to the boss no but but yeah well exactly but but so yeah, but me phoning up where it. this guy worked i did as i was as, the, as it was ringing i was thinking this is a bit gaunt you know an obnoxious gentleman yeah. who uh did you just fuck no it's my foot again, okay who would if someone said your show is crap would phone up their boss oh, that's different and no i don't think it is i don't think it is i don't think it is different I don't think it is. He would think it was the same. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think. I think there is. I think it is similar. I find that the place of work. I do think it's similar. By um, the way, um, are you accepting names for the new cats? Uh, yeah. Go on. I, I don't have any. I'm just asking. You know, maybe some sort the of the boys. Question. The boys have named them. Fair enough. That's so they, fine. they had names, um, but the boys have come up with the names. They have come up with the names Lucky uh-huh. and Mucky, and they came up with loads of Lucky. rhyming names. I said, guys, they don't have to rhyme. But that's what they... And I kept trying to nudge them towards different names, but they were adamant. And you know what? As I, as I look at pictures of the two little girls, I think Lucky and Mucky works. Fair enough. And can you do a rabbit hole in Catford? Um, get, get stuff, you troll. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Mm. 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You'd be very welcome to. Oh, so, um, there was a word my kids didn't know today. They were playing on the sofa and one of them was kind of hiding under the cushions on the sofa. And I said, oh, look, he's hiding under the settee. Huh? He's hiding under the settee. 
What do you mean? Look, he's, look, he's got the... The cushions from the settee, they're on him. He's hiding under... What's this? What's a seat? Se- what is a settee? Mm-hmm. Never heard of a settee. Um, it's what common people say, isn't it? I think it is. But what is a, what does settee? Is it French? I imagine it started out that way. Yeah. What What is French for sofa? Um, sofa, I think. <laughs> what is French for settee? Sitter? No, it's not that. Scott, well, there's got to be a language where, like, a big chair you'd have in the living room is like le le soit soit <laughs> Or something that we've we've uh, we've not canopy. Canopy doesn't sound like settee. No, I know. Like, uh, do you know what it could do if it's written down? No. Settee. And you're reading the the curly cut as a soft as a softer. Sanope settee. What like Where is settee from then? Oh three four four. Don't Google it. I have to. No, you don't. Otherwise, we've got no content for the bloody show. I want to say. Yeah, I just want to know. No, don't Google it for crying out loud. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We've Googled too many things. I want to ban computers, ban the internet, ban computers. Um. So anyway, we were sat on the settee, and we, we've got this new hero in our house now. This guy, and uh, he's incredible. So we've started watching YouTubers. And the boys have discovered this YouTuber called... De- Do you know Dennis Daly? You were a Dennis Daly? He's, for, he's kind of for younger kids. Oh, by the way, I'm on Good Morning Britain on Thursday um, with one of the biggest pop stars of all time. I'll give you a, this, uh, this is amazing. I'm going to give you a little clue. Right? One of the biggest pop stars of all time. I'm on Good Morning Britain with them. This is a thrill. And I told my my boys they were they were over the moon. Have a listen to this. It's um give you a little clue. It goes like this. You recognise it? Yeah. Baby shark. Yes, baby shark guys! those guys um so this dennis daly so he does he's a youtuber and basically it's him playing roblox and a bit of Fortnite. but for kids he's brilliant he's actually he's brilliant he's very very funny it's not just that we watched one the other day where it was him doing like um you know the, the, the kind of like mind teaser puzzles mind uh, mind bending puzzles that he found online and he was trying to do them and he does them in a really funny way and so we were watching me and the boys watching it and then we'd pause it and we'd go right can we work this one out it's like one of those ones we've got a grid and there's loads of diagonal lines you've got to count the triangles in it and stuff and it looks like there's there's uh four eight twelve sixteen tri- triangles but actually there's 40 remember there's a big one yeah there. yeah yeah so we're doing that and this guy's brilliant right he's brilliant and he's a genius first of all the videos are very funny okay very funny really child-friendly family-friendly because they're not patronizing it's a little bit patronizing but family-friendly um, very funny. Um, but he's a genius. This is the genius. This is the genius that we as Brits don't do, and I'm going to start doing this. So you see, it's a shot of like in the corner. It's him in his living room, his mm-hmm. office, and then it's the game. And sometimes the shot of him goes big. And he has this character called um, I think it's called Sir Meows a lot. It's this cat, black cat that he's designed. Sir Meows a lot. So, so meows a lot goes everywhere, and sometimes he'll be in like Roblox with some meows a lot on his shoulder, and people are like, "Whoa, it's Dennis, Dennis Daly, I love you!" Right? But what's brilliant is he's got all this merch. 
So in the shot, you see some meows a lot, um, like towel, some meows a lot figures, some meows a lot, all of this stuff behind him. And every now and then I go, don't forget, if you want to get your own some meows a lot, if you go to DennisDaily.com, you can buy it. It's Black Friday sale. It's nineteen ninety nine. OK, let's go back to the game. And it's genius. And it worked because, don't tell my boys this, but we were, when they were showing it to me the other day, and they're obviously really impressed by this guy, I went on and I ordered some bits and pieces for Christmas. Got one of them like a little gift pack and one of them a, a, a cuddly crab something. I don't know what this stuff is. But they love it. And it's genius. And this is, I mean, he gets, I don't, I don't think he's necessarily one of the bigger ones. He's part of a squad of YouTubers that play games and stuff. But it's, it's the girls might, the girls might, because it's really... Friendly. And, and here's, here's the point I'm trying to get to, is that that is now... T- TV has got... TV's mm-hmm. dead, right? When, when these kids, our kids, are our age, TV is dead in the next 40 years. Because they spent... We were there for like an hour tonight, Dennis Daly, and then we finished and we watched another one. We have to restrict the amount of time the girls spend watching YouTubers. But we did this on the, on the TV. But yeah, yeah, it was the thing. And I'm not really into the YouTubers. And we were watching it, and it was... It was brilliant, man. Here's where my girls have got to. They, yeah. they love this girl called Zay Let's Play. Yeah. Right? Similar thing, and she has merch as well. Yeah. She plays games, and her friends join her in the games, and they do they act things out, so a character will come up to me in Roblox, and it'll be like, oh, my God, why are you being so, like... There'll be a drama, but yeah. it, actually it's her mate that's yeah. doing it, and they know what's, where it's going. Girls love it. We've got to the point now where one of the girls will have the computer with the headphones on. Yeah. The other girl is sitting next to them playing on the something else like yep. the the ds or something she's got her headphones plugged into the computer because she likes listening to zay let's brilliant. play brilliant they're obsessed yeah but i i don't see that as necessarily unhealthy as no, long no. as a, as a responsible parents we, ma- we manage the time we i think it's important that we watch some of this stuff so we know exactly what it is our kids are watching because there oh, is I some dodgy it, stuff I, out I can there. see why it's funny but the, but but it's great so tv where it's um you know, uh, like an old fart at the head of a station who's got a commissioning editor who then commissions a series from a production company and that production company has got a, a head of pre- programming and then they've got a producer for the show and then they've got f- ten writers and then they've got a director and then they've got... This is just a guy. Probably slightly more machinery behind it than just that. I'm being slightly naive. But this is just a guy doing it at home and he gets three-quarters of a million views yeah and he's selling merch got a little phone we downloaded his game today on on the phone uh and the kids love him my kids love it love those things as well i get it my parents hate it yeah of course they're meant to it's like that michael kane documentary we watched about the 60s and there's yeah. lots of old people going well this music is rubbish because you can't dance to it yeah it's the way it's meant to be yeah. it's generational we're meant to actually hate what our kids are doing and it's like oddity I think our generation is a slight oddity that we're digging what the kids are into. Maybe when they get to teenagers, we won't dig it mm-hmm. so much. I don't know. But I think it's genius. Absolute genius. Let's go to Cleo. Good evening, Cleo. Good evening, chaps. Um, I've got a brilliant um, mystery who did a type film. It's called Clue mm-hmm. with um, Tim Curry. Yep. Seen it? Remember that? Have you seen it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I wasn't that keen really? on that one, although it's got Colleen Campin, who I think is great. She plays Bruce's girlfriend in Game of Death. Uh, and I've oh, always right. had a... So- Where is Colleen Camp these days, man? She was she was great. Um, but uh, it was... Uh, isn't Paul Williams in that as well? I think. Um, and um, it's... Well, who, I remember watching... I, I remember seeing it when it came out on video and not being that impressed, but I would, I would be happy to reassess it and to... Um, yes. It's very good. It's very good. Yep. I am. Um, 
had a day today of nothing to do. I had nothing to do, so I thought I'm going to do like a Russian roulette on Jesus documentaries. Okay. And I, I came across a one called The King, and it's Elvis, and I'm like, oh, God, how many Elvis documentaries are there? Three. But it was more about how he's like, he's like impacted American culture and like changed culture so far that he's partly responsible for... The Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. That's partly responsible. Because like the whole obsession with celebrity and money and that's taken over America is why we ended up with Trump, and he was like the, the first embodiment of it, and... It was uh, really fascinating. So I, I don't like, know if I buy that theory. I, I don't necessarily buy it, but it was fascinating to watch. Well, that's Sinatra. Sinatra was a pop star. Was a pop star. Sinatra he had thirteen-year-old girls wetting didn't. themselves at his concerts. But he wasn't as mass merch, did he? Did, oh, he was. He was in cartoons. Don't you remember, like when you'd get a chicken that looked like flipping Sinatra, and all the female chickens were going nuts. But around the world, he he went he went around the world. Elvis never had to. He just stayed in America. Because was Elvis was like too pussy to travel. He was, he was too, Elvis, was, Elvis was too busy having sex with 14-year-olds. That's why he was couldn't <laughs> around the world. That's true. <laughs> Anyhow, I that's recommend true. Uh, um, what was her name? Lisa Marie? No, no that's his daughter. Yeah, Priscilla. Priscilla. Priscilla was 14 mm-hmm. when he met her. But that's that well, southern thing. Jerry Lee Lewis he married his 13-year-old cousin. That's that southern thing. You, you, you get him young. And he wasn't interested in her once she'd had a baby. Yeah, exactly. John Peel was the same. Uh, well, no, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, John Peel wasn't. You've got to be very careful when you say stuff like that. No, no, well, I'm not... He never married, but... John Peel? Uh, yeah. He had sex... Well, no, he wasn't. He wasn't anything like that. Yes, I think... I think if you have a little look, he was. No, I think if you have a little look, you, you'll find he wasn't. I'm not going to go any further. Well, no, go... Well, because, yeah, know, because you've already... crossed the exact John, story, but there's... I know... I, but his name, I do know the exact story. Mm. So... Uh, you, you're saying you don't know the exact story, and you've just compared him to someone who, who married his 13-year-old cousin. I never said married, but he, he had... No, he didn't. Not with a 13-year-old. Not 13-year-old, but younger than consensual age. When he was in America? Yeah. I, I can tell you the story yeah. if you want, or we can keep fishing around in vaguely libelous areas that could get you into trouble. <laughs> Which would you prefer? I'd rather you told us because... I... In his autobiography, he says he had sex with a 15-year-old girl. He said when he was in America, in sort of uh, the time of Kennedy's assassination, uh, he says uh, something along the lines of, you didn't check for, uh, you didn't ask for ID, and at one point, I think I had sex with someone who was 15. Something Uh, like that. Not condoning it? It was something like that. Well, no, but it's it's not. It's nothing like that. And I think when you're making accusations like that, you've got to be really, really careful. It's It's nothing like those two fellas. That we said. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take that. No, you will take it because it's right. Thank you very much indeed, Catherine. I'm just reading, there's a thing in the Telegraph about it. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Peel was separated at the time from his American wife, Shirley Ann Milburn, who he married when she was just 15 in 1965, though she claims she lied about her age to him. There you go, you see? So it's, it's completely different. Clear? I'm not having a go, but just you've got to be really careful with stuff like that. Be really careful with stuff like that. Yeah. So, and it's th- 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 that situation is nothing like having sex and marrying his thirteen-year-old cousin, or doing an Elvis. So, so why would you even mention it? I don't know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. What a, a cracking two hours of uh, radio. I'm enjoying doing it without. I'm not wearing headphones at the moment. Mm. I'm enjoying it. Feels freer. I can still hear those windbags shouting away. Um, 
Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, what are we talk about? Settees, Mark Borchardt, Dennis Daly. I mean, this is this is the most eclectic show on the radio. This is the late night alternative. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Le gérant de notre banque a une automobile Tous les enfants lui jouent des tours et rient de lui Et cet homme n'a jamais de chapeau Même sous la pluie Quel idiot Penny Lane est à mes yeux comme une de la ville et sur son cœur il garde porte de la reine il lave son camion soir et matin il le lave bien Of course, in French, it wouldn't be Penny Lane. It'll be L'Avenue de la Centime. L'Avenue de la Centime. Yeah. L'Avenue de la Centime. And the bit where he says, and the banker never wears a Mac in the pouring rain, he said he never has a a hat, not even under the rain. Uh, Billy, you're a weirdo. What the hell is going on with you, boy? First of all, you diss me to Kevin Smith. That's enough to get slaps. As far as I'm concerned. And then you just said, listen to this tweet. This is why I'm coming off Twitter. This is why Twitter is banned on my phone. I've got to learn not just not to reply to these dicks. Billy, 0344 499 Why is it... Oh, this is to me and Kath, right? I have no idea what this is about. I haven't seen it because I've muted him. Why is it okay for Ian to drop the C-bomb on Twitter? But when listeners do it, 
they're obliged to phone in and apologise to get unmuted. What? What? I aimed mine at Iceland Foods. Ian aims his at everyone. Why the hypocrisy? Well, first of all, you're a liar. I, I very specifically called someone a C-bomb today. I didn't say you were all C's. Secondly, I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. He was upset Whack that he job. got muted and decided... By that you. He... Didn't get muted yeah. by me. And he's muted again because he goes on. And that's why I muted you. It wasn't anything to do with your language. Billy, Billy here's the, 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 the clock is counting down. Okay, Phone up. You've got between now and one o'clock to phone up. Or you don't get muted. You get blocked, son. Because I have no idea what the hell also, you are talking about, boy. Also, let's just all just get a bit of perspective. It's Twitter. Who cares if you're muted? What the hell are you talking about? Who cares? Uh, Billy, 0344-499-1000 is a telephone number if you want to give us a call and explain yourself, boy. Because I don't know what you're talking about, boy. I got absolute, I got chills multiplying, and I've got no idea what you're talking about, Willis. Speaking of having no idea what you're talking about, Willis, it's George. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening to you both. You would say that, though, wouldn't you? Is it still evening or is it morning already? It's evening. Is it? You haven't had a sleep yet? Oh, that's a lot. That's, that's enough. It's enough. I know what I'm doing. But more than this. Says someone with a healthy attitude. Shut up, Rob. Yeah, shut up, Rob. You're not. On the phone, shut up. He's on the phone, Rob. Who's Rob? <laughs> your dealer. Rob is someone I'm telling to shut up. Is Rob your dealer? No. Is Rob, is Rob holding, though? Has Rob got some? Rob is my... my... Homeless friend who had his tent stolen today, so he's so he's staying the night here. (laughs) And um, anyway, I tried to get him to call you and tell you the story, but he's he's not up for it. Oh well, then that's fine. We wouldn't. We would never force anyone to come on the air, except for Paul Ross, who's never up for it. But we have to drag him in. We inject him with a mild sedative, which makes his mind malleable. Then we drag him into the studio and we loosen his lips. We loosen his lips because those lips can sink some ships. Bit of synchronicity. Yeah. Penny Lane. I was thinking. Avenue de la Fontaine. Penny was the name of my ex girlfriend and I, I was thinking to ask you if if the writer of that song was going to be your on Good Morning Britain with you on Thursday so, so is, is, is that a possibility? No it's the Baby Shark people <laughs> It's the Baby Shark people. Yeah the Baby Shark people which is better than any song the Beatles ever did Really? Oh god you never heard Baby Shark do 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 not really. Better than anything the Beatles, Les Beatles, ever did. I've been doing my head in sort of... Uh, I don't know if you remember when we spoke the other night, I was talking about put, putting a song together, together with 132 rhyming words that end in ticks, and uh, I'm trying to put my own... <laughs> 
version of it together, but but it's there's so much choice. There are there are over four thousand words that end in tick. Erotic. Yeah. They'll just pick some, put them on a bit of paper. Do what David Bowie used to do: write write loads down, cut them up, throw them up in the air, and then just pick them up. Round. He wrote some. He used to write songs like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I th- do that. I, I think. And then um, say it's like God, God, or the God, God Spirit or something is doing it. Whatever. Cheers. Okay. Well, it's, it's, uh, I'm calling it the quad squad. squad the quad squad. Because, yeah, because oh. there's four words in each in each line. So. Okay. But uh, I'm thinking of going beyond the ticks now. I oh, quite, I don't quite, never go beyond the ticks. I quite like the words that end in I-O-U-S, I- I- so devious and previous. Well, hang on, so. finish the first. You're, you're like, um, um, who's that guy that phones up? Who's that guy that phones up radio stations and never finishes projects? Oh, yeah, you're like that Rainbow George. Just just <laughs> focus on one thing and do that. Yeah, well, I, I'm directed to do whatever, whatever I do in my own mind. Are so. you ever directed to finish? <laughs> um, well, I, Dirty I, perfect. I, I, I have, in, in the last few days, created a few words which I, I, I quite, quite enjoy, so... One of them, I don't know if I mentioned it, I don't, don't know if it came after I spoke to you last time. Did, did I talk about uh, um, inter, interrational? Yes. Did I? And I, I've got uh, Brexitist, I think I, I've become a Brexitist, so I, I brought him. Brexitistic and uh, Brexicoatl. <laughs> That's quite good. Tickster. Brexy beast. Yep. <laughs> Tickster. What do you think of Bre- Brexfast? <laughs> no, it's, it's Brex next speed. I think we we need to create some new words. Brexit, Ralph. <laughs> no, Brexitist and Brexit. The Brexitist. Brexit. Don't speak anything. I'm trying to think. Brexitist. It's um... Rexgasm. <laughs> no. Hey, can I ask? Can I? Can I be the only person to say this? Right. You know that lad George, who was um, the student who was arrested and, and sent to prison in the UAE. Yeah. French kissing in the UAE is going to get you locked up for no, right for being a spy, right? Yeah. And then they and everyone's going. He's not a spy. And then they pardoned him. But the UAE still saying we still think he's guilty. But we're pardoning him, right? We're letting him go, right? Everyone's going, he's not a spy, he's not a spy. Is there a possibility he is actually a spy? I'm not saying it is. I don't want to be disrespectful to the family. They've been through a lot. But I haven't seen anybody ask the question, well, maybe, is he a spy? Could, think, could he be a spy? I think he was reported somewhere that he, that he was, was a spy. I, I, he was I, reported in the United Arab Emirates he was a spy. Yes, by the Crown Prince. Um, no, but I, I think he was reported... I, I, I'm sure I read something here he, he saying that he was spying. But uh, um, where did you read that? Because I everywhere can't... is saying he is innocent, and I just think, of course, he's going to say he's not a spy. That's how good a spy he might be. There was a guy talking to Eamon today who'd have a very similar thing happen in that he was put in prison for something like eighteen months on suspicion of spying. Yeah. Found guilty. Nine weeks later, yeah, nine weeks later or nine days later, he was pardoned. Right. And then all the, yeah, and then almost immediately rearrested for um, his behaviour on Twitter. 
really. Right. So it didn't seem to matter what they well, got him for. They just made sure they got him. Well, good. OK. Well, that guy just sounds like he deserved it. If he was being, doing stuff on Twitter, he deserved I don't think to go he to was. Prison. Well, OK. <laughs> Even if he wasn't, he deserved to go to prison. But I, just no one has put forward the idea that maybe this guy was a spy. And, and if he's this whole time denied he's a spy, there is a video of him saying he's a spy. But if this whole time he's denied it, that shows he's a bloody good one. And that shows either his missus doesn't know about it, or she's a bloody good one as well. And I just, I just wonder if anyone else, no one else has had the guts to say this guy could be a spy. Here's my suggestion. If he were a spy, they wouldn't want all this publicity around it. Something else has slipped my mind. You, you're gigging on, on uh, is it the 8th of December or the 9th? 9th of December. And, and am I on the door? Yes, you are. Um, yes, you are. And where, where exactly is it? Ah! That, you have to find, you've got to find the door with your name on it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a challenge, I suppose. Uh... Yes, isn't it? Thank you very much indeed, George. Um, Billy, call in or piss off. He's replied to my, um... Billy, you're being a bit of a PR1CK, phone in and explain yourself or jog on. I suppose you want... This, this makes no sense. No, I know. This is why I've... I suppose um, when you put it like that, you are right. By the way, I was the fella who complained to Ofcom. About what? About what? Loads of people complained to Ofcom. About what? I was inspired at your attempt at dobbing Kathim for Abu Dhabi do gate. Crying emoji, you're welcome. Mate, you're speaking in riddles. Life is too short to deal with bell ends like you. Either call in or just go. If your next response to me is a tweet, I'm blocking you and you're out of my life. Because you're annoying, man. You're annoying because you, you wanted us. You want us to put you in touch with Nigel from... Just, dude, man. It's a phone-in show, right? My, and I'm discovering, again, life is better without Twitter and without tits on Twitter. So either phone in. If your next response is a, is a, a, a tweet... I'm blocking you. I've got no idea what you're talking about. If you think it's funny to report me to Ofcom, here's the thing. I have never had an Ofcom because I know what the rules are, right? You report something to Ofcom, all you do is you cause a lot of work for me, a lot of work for Kath, a lot of work for my boss, and a lot of work for the people at Ofcom. That's all you're doing. They'll never get upheld because me and Kath know what we're doing. So you're just causing work for people, Billy. If that's how you get your kicks, then you're a sad sack. Call him, Billy. Or uh, I will hunt you down. Yes, you do. Ofcom last week, ridiculous. No, I don't. I do, because I had to do extra work. Thanks, Billy. So, oh, the dick in the news. Mm -hmm. All right, fine. Okay, well, guess what, Billy? It's not been upheld. This is the thing. People like you are nuts, right? Absolutely bat crazy. Because you listen to the show, you love the show, right? For ages and ages and ages, you love the show. And then there's one thing in the show you don't like... And so you turn completely against the show. We've accommodated you. We've allowed you on the show. We've engaged with your tweets. We've done all of these things, all of these things. And then you go weird. So, Billy, here's the thing, right? I'm wasting no more of my life worrying about you because you're nuts. You're not even like the fun nuts. Also, thanks for giving us the evidence there that that was a malicious report. Boom! So that gets us off the offcom, you idiot! Screenshot. I mean... Billy, listen, you're you, 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 you're worthless. You, you're a horrible, horrible person. Um, phone in or go away. It's that simple. I'm blocking you now because I don't understand you. I'll be honest, you, you make you feel make me feel a little bit weird. You're a weirdo. Uh, so you're gone. Block. Bye bye. Um, 
You're welcome to call in. Um, but uh, people like you, I mean, what's what's the point? You're, you're not you're not bright enough for this show. You're not human enough for this show. This show's too good for you. I forbid you. I demand you go and listen to Duncan Barks and BBC London. Billy, never darken my door again. Weirdo. Oh three four four. What a bell cheese. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Thank you for that because it means we don't have to then reply to Ofcom because we can just send them that screenshot. So that's brilliant. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You've saved us a lot of effort. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative only for intelligent, discerning, beautiful people, not people like Billiam. This is Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Billiam, you want to give us a call? You can do. Listen, you're blocked on Twitter, man. Get over yourself. Uh, if you want to give us a call, you can. Um, here's, here's, here's what that proves to me is. Um, uh, we're, t- we're too open on Twitter. We're too giving on Twitter. And this is a phoning radio show. And, and uh, I, I had bl- Twitter blocked for a long time. And then maybe the last month or so, I've had it unblocked on my phone. I've blocked it again. Um, we're giving too much time to these people. The the, the, the radio show is, is is 10 till 1, Monday to Friday. It's the most open, honest, ex- uh, exposed, transparent radio show I've ever I've ever heard in my life. You can come on. You can literally come on and say anything. Come on and tell us that you hate us. Tell us where you think we're going wrong. You can come on and say anything, right? You'll get on. You'll be challenged, but you'll get on. I'm not speaking to you, speaking to you now, Billy. I'm speaking to everyone. Uh, and, and I constantly find myself going on Twitter and defending the show and arguing with people. And blah, 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 blah. No more. People who don't actually want no. to engage, really. They just no want more. your attention. No more. It's done. It's done. Back to the way it was a few months ago, a month or so ago. It's done. I'm not. I'm not defending the show on Twitter. I might go on and ruminate about the show, which is my entitlement. I might say some. Maybe last night's show wasn't great. I might go on and say stuff like that, and that's cool. And I might engage with some people. But someone tweets me and says the show is crap. I'm not, do you know what? I'm not engaging. Someone tweets me and says I hate you. That's fine. Hate me. Hate the show. That's cool. I, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna meditate on it, and I'm not gonna. Here's, here's, can I make a deal with you? Yeah. If someone tweets us and says the show is crap or they hate us or they hate the other person, my initial reaction is to just tweet and go, right, well, this is, I'm going to text you. Yes. And you're going to text me. Yes. And we're going to bitch about Sam behind his back. That sounds, oh, again, yes. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. I'm going to text you. And you're going to talk me off the ledge and you're going to text me and I'm going to talk you yep. off the ledge. And then if we and both we, go... We'll both give each other the nod and press block at the same no, time. Well, if we both go, actually, let's go nuclear on that. <laughs> then maybe we will. I don't know. But that'll be more fun. Let's go to... Hey, it's Jazzy! Hello, Ian. Hello, Jazzy. How's it going? It's going very, very well, thank you. I just phoned up to say, uh, this is the first time I've ever listened to this live. Uh-oh. What was this? No, no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Always listen to the podcast, sends me to sleep. <laughs> hey, nice one, <laughs> man. Thank, no, oh, well, listen, some people will take that as an insult, but we love the fact that people listen to this show live or as a podcast, and it knocks them out. That's the, For me, as a late-night radio host, that is the greatest compliment anyone could pay me, because that's what I do, is I fall asleep with the radio on. So that is cool, man. How come you're, yeah. you're listening live tonight, then? What is, what's different for you tonight? Well, I work offshore, so usually I'm... Oh, wow. I'm, uh, Mine in bed, listen, I can go to sleep. But the night, it was the first night that I had to remember you until 10 till 1, so I thought, oh, tune in. Hey, wicked, man, thank you. When you say you work offshore, what, you want an oil rig or something? 
Yeah. <gasps> manly. How very manly. So manly. All right, I'm manly. I'm Butch. How um, <laughs> how long are your shifts at? How long are you out there for? Three weeks on, three weeks off. And is it is it? Well, actually, three weeks, I suppose, is, is doable. Is is it grim? Is it boring? Is it bleak? Or, or do you have a laugh out there? No, it's famous. We have a good laugh. There you go, fine. There you go. What's the what's the Fenice food like? Fenice, no, the food's... Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Well. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to bring you down, man. What's your, what, what are your sleeping arrangements? Is it like, you know, like the Seven Dwarfs? Are you all in one room with, like, a row of beds, or do you get your own room? No, I've, I've got a big, massive cabin to myself. Wow. Uh, wow. I've got, like, a six-inch TV. But it's, uh, I work in Denmark, so it's Danish TV, so I never have it on, so I always have the podcast. So. <laughs> oh, man. And does it... Uh, you don't go into specific. Does it pay... It must pay all right, mustn't it? Oh, well, this job I'm on now, it's, it's not great. I've had better, all right. but it's all right. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, wicked man. I don't. I don't know if I've ever spoken to anyone who, who works on an oil rig before. Oh, you must do. They tend to keep you it to themselves. Have. Well, we're glad. Oh, okay. Well, listen. We're glad that you, you you decided to listen tonight and you called in. Is there anything you want to say, or are you just checking in? No, I'm just. I'm, I'm surprised with all the negativity that's coming on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I he said folk, but okay, it did folk. sound like. Wait, wait, I just dumped. I just dumped you there, Jazzy. Because yeah, no. Because he's racist. No, no. Because your folk sounded like an f bomb, and all three of all three of us looked at each other to go, "What was that?" And I always are on the side of caution as I get older. Yeah, so and the know. most northern of us went, it's fine. Catherine, I'm trying to be like, posh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let you into a secret, Jazzy. You're failing miserably. <laughs> All right? You're failing miserably. What do you... Do you... Um, do you what, what do you... Do you have, like, board games on there? What do you do for fun? Uh, <clears throat> fighting. Bare knuckle fighting. Lot. Some places I've worked in, you, you have table tennis and stuff. and But on this place, I am. Nobody does anything after shift. They just go to the cabin, go on the Wi-Fi. Oh. So there's no much socialising. So everyone's on the internet. Everyone's on there. There isn't a bar then or a, no, a TV no room. Is there? Can I ask a question? There's a TV room. So oh, we've actually got a cinema, a massive cinema. Can I oh. ask, have you ever... Would it? How difficult would it be... To murder someone on there. <laughs> oh my god! Mm, that's an idea. Uh, you, you, the, the, no, no, no! Don't pretend you haven't considered it. Right? How easy is it to either just give someone a little shove over the edge, or <laughs> stab them to death in their cabin, and then at like two o'clock in the morning when it's dark, wrap their body up in um, plastic bags, ha- carry them over your shoulder, and then just tip them over the edge? How easy would that be? I'm asking for a friend. Very easy. Yeah, you see? You see? Very easy indeed. And your night shift is only like five hours, so it's even easier. Mate, have you ever done it? Have you ever murdered anyone? Only once. Yay, Jazzy! <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Jazzy, can we put can we put Jazzy in the podcast as a little gift? For sure. You're in the po- you're gonna hear yourself in the podcast, brother. Oh nice one, Ian. That Thank is hand- and we'll, we'll also send a copy to the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, man, thanks so much for listening live. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. For your... Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Tutty, bye. What a nice guy. Yeah. He's a man. He's a man. What do you reckon, Bid? 
No, no, no. He's, Shaved he, head. He's, no. Um, Tattoos. Jersey, send us a picture of yourself. Yeah. Um, naked. <laughs> Let's see what's going on. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Good evening, Pablo. Hip, hip, hip. How do? Very well, thank you. What have you got for us tonight, please? Uh, well, a controversial... Uh, yeah, I know you were caught in controversial opinions earlier, and uh, obviously not in any way to... Uh, to, to mock people who um, get offended by such things, but it is quite a controversial opinion. I, I was hoping I'd have a place to voice it. Yes. Um, I don't like cheese. What? Don't like cheese. Never like cheese. Dirty pervert. Yeah, I knew there was something I didn't like about you. Yeah, I, well, you could tell. There's, there's a, a dark vibe. vibe. Yeah. Dark vibe. Well, I, I never, I never liked it, and then there was a, uh, a, a childhood trauma which created a kind of borderline. Uh, um, well, fear of it, basically. So, uh, did it involve a pizza? No, um, it was basically I was uh, my, when I was about seven or eight. You know, when you kind of got uh, kind of broken piano teeth, where you've got like gaps in your teeth and uh-huh. the like. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, my dad decided to riff on a reason more than a joke and uh, had the fridge open with a block of cheese and said, "Do you not like cheese?" I said, no, no, you know I don't like cheese, I don't like cheese. He said, what? Not even when it's right up close. And he got it right to my face and gritted it. I grated it on my, uh, my teeth, my happy teeth. Oh, blimey. Um, he's a lovely man normally, but that's, that is one dark point in my childhood. Um, but, yeah, so uh, from that, strange enough, I'm all right with pizza. Um, but otherwise, cheese is, uh, is a no-go. Mm. Well. You disgust me, Pablo, and I, I hope the rest of your life is miserable. Thanks so much for your call. Weirdo. Uh, this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. 0344 499 30 minutes left of the show, then Paul Ross is coming in. Um, let's have a little look. Let's have a little look. A shopper searching Amazon for a Christmas present. I think I've got nearly all the Christmas presents for the kids now. Think it's a bit book heavy, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But but uh, maybe you want to get like another little kind of fun thing for them. Got the new Pokemon game for the Switch. Oh, you get Pokeballs. And you can you chuck the Pokeballs at the thing, and they'll, they'll love that. that for the girls. Yeah, they'll love a bit of that. It's a bit expensive with the Pokeballs. Mm, I might wait then. Well, will it come down? Sorry? It won't. A Switch a Switch stuff doesn't really come down. Mm. PlayStation and Xbox Xbox stuff comes down a lot. PlayStation comes down a bit, All Switch right. doesn't really. Cause, Here's my plan. They yeah. always get money for Christmas. If they get money, I'll say, why don't you buy that for me? <laughs> a shopper searching Amazon for a Christmas present was shocked to find hardcore porn in the dad gifts category. Why shop by that? I'm a dad. Also, who pays for porn? Perverts. No one pays for porn. You know, porn is free. Amateur perverts. James Locke. 46, was thinking about buying a gardening tool for his father, John. But he got an eyeful, 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 as a sex DVD popped up on his screen. The £16.95 triple X rated, which means you'll be 56 years old to watch it. Just right for Dad. Exactly. Uh, uh, Title appeared with an advert reading, new release only on Amazon and was listed with other adult movies. The dad of two from Solihull said, From Birmingham, it was a hell of a shock when the details of a sordid blue movie suddenly filled my screen. Sordid, sordid. It was among stuff like barbecue utensils. 
Car manuals? Gardening gift sets? And funny, t- uh, funny T-shirts? <laughs> My two kids go on Amazon a lot to look for ideas for presents to write on their letter to Father Christmas. Amazon should be far more responsible. You wouldn't go into W.H. Smith and find porn or DVDs stacked next to... I'm from Birmingham. Stacked next to gift sets? Why is it okay to do that on Amazon? Well, he says that, but I've got a story about what someone found in Poundland. Maybe I could finish this story first. Go on then, but it's a good segue, so I'm ready. Okay, it was a a premature segue. It's fine. Well, it's not not fine. Okay. It was ill-mannered. It wasn't ill-mannered. It was. We're working together. Well, you, we, Just let you know weren't. I'm here. I was working and then you snuck in and tried to undercut me. Well, it like, looked like a small story. What and do you... they call it when you, um, when you, sh- was it shebang? Hmm? I was going to buy that house and then we got shebanged. Gazumped. Thank you. Um, yeah, so you gazumped my story. Social media users slam the retailer and call for greater controls. Who cares what people on social media think? Amazon confirmed it had now removed the porn DVD from their website Dad's Gift section. It said, All sellers must follow our selling guidelines. Those who don't will be subject to action, including potential removal of their account. The product in question is no longer available. But you can still buy guns and knives! Billy just called in. Sam, come on, did you... Was that... That was Billy, was it? I think so, because as soon as I answered it, he hung straight up. I called back, and it just went dead. Hey, Billy! Don't make me play my chicken noise. I don't want to play my chicken noise. But I might. Call in, man. Come on, listen. I'm not going to have a go at you. Just call in. Stop being a plum. Yes, you've been rude to us. It's fine. Call in, man. Peace and love. It's all peace and love here. That story is finished. I believe a little birdie tells me... Don't call me a bird. ...that Catherine has a story as well, which is a surprise to us all, I know. We weren't expecting that. But I look forward to hearing it. And I look forward to the tiniest, tiniest little break so that I can nip in with another story. You're always doing that to me. Poundland Shopper left disturbed by pornographic material on sale. Kids could see it. Daniel Siddeley spotted the X-rated novelty items when he walked into a Poundland branch in Stockport. Shocked Emma Shepherd says a game on her two, two-year-old CBeebies Playtime app sounds like a woman climaxing. Alpha Blocks made a moaning sound when son Oscar was spelling the word lips. An image of lips pronounced the letters, but Emma, 37, said of the L sounded more like R or R, if you know what I mean. Emma of Taunton Somerset added, my husband and I burst out laughing. It's like some perverted hackers are playing a trick. BBC did not comment. Over to you. Poundland, you say? Yeah. Pornos and Poundland. You can find it in the Mail Online. Come on. Uh, The Star Online. Come on. No. Come on. No. Come on. No. Come on. Come on. Uh, Do that and I'll uh, read the story that starts plop and go. It's a hard knock life, for sure. That's a hard knock life, for sure. Little Annie, go to school. My God. I just That's right. I just made Annie better. I've, I've vajazzled an Annie. Wow. Don't do that. The 36-year-old was mortified to see... He wasn't. To see the bundles. He's so mortified, he took a picture. He told the Manchester Evening News. Put his name to it. 
mortified to see the bundles of plastic party goodies stacked next to the birthday cards. So what could it be? Pornographic stuff next to birthday cards, everybody, everybody, everybody? What do we need when we're doing a mucky celebration? Knob straws. Sorry? <laughs> Knob straws. Daniel spotted plastic penis straws, rubber breasts and willy boppers on sale. Willy boppers? He added... <laughs> that was my nickname at school. Some unsupervised children were looking at it while parents were shielding their kids' eyes as they walked past. Daniel, who was shopping with his young niece and nephew, complained, but staff told him the manager was off. He certainly was. Instead, he was handed a receipt for a ham sandwich and Poundline's website circled in pen. Uh, I don't know where the ham sandwich bit came from. Novelty items like party penises and plastic breasts are often used for hen and stag parties. Thanks very much, Daily Star. We are we do know this. Poundland told Daniel they were very popular with their customers, with a member of the customer services team claiming people appreciated the tongue-in-cheek humour. The statement said, while we know some of the items in our stag and hen party range won't be to everyone's taste, they sell extremely well and the majority of customers appreciate the tongue-in-cheek humour. Sadly, it's not hard to offend someone these days, but we appreciate the feedback. In other words, the knobs are staying. So but the dick stuff was in the kids' section? Well, apparently it was near, like, near the birthday no, cards and that's stuff. Not, that's not look, acceptable. I, we went to... Um, Jesus, look at the size of them! I know. And, and you they've know, got balls as well! And you have to suck them to get your drink out. No, uh, that's not acce- that's no, acceptable. No, I don't think it's right either. That is unacceptable behaviour. That's not, that's not look, just a little novelty. There's the um, willy boppers. Oh, so they're like deedly boppers with dicks on. <laughs> yes! Oh, they look like fun, actually. I look like fun. They should, when you bop them, a little bit of milk should come out. <laughs> God, we went to the seaside recently, and there was no, we like. Did. What are you talking about? No, me and the kids. Okay. In uh, well, in the summer, we went to Whitby, and by the sea, there was the usual kind of uh, seaside bawdy fun. Uh, you got your arcades and your. Um, arcades are not bawdy. Well, I mean, some of them are. They've got like games with um, old-fashioned old pictures of women with big knockers on, all that sort of stuff. But they also had rock shops, you know, where they sold just nothing oh, but rock. Oh, you get cock rock. Yeah, yeah, but my kids didn't even... They didn't notice it because they didn't know what it was. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. <sighs> nice bit of cock rock. <laughs> when was the last time you had a bit of rock? I don't really like it. No, I mean... I Does anyone getting, really like it? I remember getting rock as a kid. Is that um, that West Country boy that I blocked? He seems to have disappeared. Um, I remember getting rock as a kid... And you'd have a suck on it, and you'd kind of wrap it up, and it could last like months. Yeah. Because you'd wrap it up and then put it in the in the wool unit and have a bit more t- the next day. But it's a disgusting taste. Yeah. Or do what my father-in-law does and smashes it up, puts it in a jam jar. That's that's it's... great. Because otherwise, you just end up with a soggy bit. Yeah. Of but then kids do that, and I'd forgotten kids do it. But a number of times, I'm handed a um, like a chopper chop that's been half licked, and then an hour later, have you got my lolly? Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah, it's on the table there. Fine. We got my youngest one of those um, rock dummies. Okay. Which looked like a lot of fun. But they're impossible to eat without yeah. dribbling down the sides and it would just end up in the bin. This is the cock rock. For my seven year old Ian. Okay. Wow. That's awkward. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. John, we know it was you tweeting us and we know that we you know we're, we're talking to the police, so just just back away. Back away, dude. Back away. You wacko. Billy, you got fifteen minutes to call in. And this time, speak to Sam and let him uh, let, answer the phone when he calls you back. What is wrong with people? Did we just do the radio show? People are nuts. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, Paul Ross will be um, meeting so many conversations tonight. No, I'm second. Paul Ross will be on at one. 
plop and go. <laughs> this is a news flush. So it says here, just reading it. Um, Brit adults spend eight months sitting on the toilet, and that was just today. Huh? People spend eight months of their adult life on the lavvy, a survey found. We devote an average of 15 minutes daily to doing a P or a, and then it's in quotation marks, number two. <laughs> Totaling nearly two hours a week. My dad. Was, oh, that yeah. Was, that, was, that was Sunday morning. Yeah. A third of people said it was one of the few occasions they got time for themselves. A fifth would feel weird being on the toilet without their phone to fiddle with. Trust me, there's something else you can fiddle with. And I poo. And almost one in 20 admitted to talking on the phone while in the bathroom. Dirty, dirty, dirty. You've done that to me. I do it to you because I know it disgusts you. Yes, it does. It's a nasty surprise, isn't it, when at the end of the phone call you hear the, the flush. I you realise uh, all that time he's been Winnie the Pooh-ing. I, um, when I went to, I went to, had lunch with Shappy and we went to a pub near her. They had the highest, highest urinals I've ever seen. So I'm a tall guy, right? But the urinal was 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 dick high <laughs> for me, and I had to kind of flop it over the edge. Flop it! Come on, Are you kidding, boy? I had to rest it on the edge, right? Anyone else would have been on tippy toe or needed one of those little little things for kids to stand on. Or do they just aim high and hit the back wall? And in it goes. Yeah, because that's how men go to the toilet. I don't know. Captain. I've never really seen. I have never yep. seen it done. You'll be amazed to know. Well, I will show you how it's done. No, it's and fine. What you've said is actually offensive. That's no, fine. Um, women were more likely than men to chat with a stranger in a public loo. Yeah. Too right. Yeah. Too right. Yeah. Um, and sixty-five percent of blokes would find it acceptable, unacceptable. Sorry, sixty-five percent of blokes would find it unacceptable if a man ignored other free urinals to use the one beside them. Correct. Yeah, that's got to be a bit Correct. Odd, isn't it? However, if they were in a public toilet with no loo roll, a quarter of Brits would ask a stranger for some. Remember when we um, went, was it Brighton, on the pier, where we had fish and chip lunch, and I went for a dump, and there was no toilet paper. Mm. How did we, I had to text you. Did I text you or did I, oh no, I came out. Yeah. I finished, and then I came you out. Had to, you had to do the Space Invader walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to, you know I had what I mean? To... So it's like almost crabbing. What, like that? And, um, Come and get some tissues off you. That was it, and I had to walk back. <laughs> but what was annoying was a guy had come out of the cubicle. And not told what, you. Not told me. Women was, tend to tell each other. Well, men tend to tell each other. Men generally tell each other. This guy was was a betrayal of the brotherhood. Yes. The survey was done uh, by some people. Do you want um, an interesting biblical one? Yeah, I do actually. Right, do, well, actually. It's, it's time. It's time we got we got holy. A master builder. Hey, what's your language? Who created a three hundred and ninety foot long replica of Noah's Ark? Is planning to sail the copy of God's ship in quote marks. Copy of God's ship to Israel. There is a picture of it. One major oh. hurdle to overcome first, though, is that John Huber's vessel has no motor, so he'll need to re- rent tugboats to sail it. So, so he's going well, to have gonna to get tugged, tug, all, the way, he's gonna tug tugged all the way to Israel. He's going to have to tug off God's... Tug, so he's going to get tugged off. However, tugs don't come cheap, and it will cost the Dutch businessman who made a fortune constructing storage spaces more than a million pounds to hire for the journey. 
Several years ago, he was quoted saying he hoped to sail the 95-foot-wide vessel, which spans five floors and can hold more than 5,000 passengers, to Brazil. But those plans fell through. Now he wants to take the ship to Israel, declaring his love for the Jewish state in an interview with the Jewish Telegraphic Agency. You said Jewish state. Jewish state. You said state. I said Jewish state. Jewish state. Yeah. The Jewish state. You say Jewish state. No, I don't. I say Jewish state. The two separate words. One ends with a sh, one begins with a st. You say Jewish state. I'm a good story, bro. Adding that this is a copy of God's ship, so it only makes sense to take it to God's land. I love the country, I love the people. They don't obey, they do what they want. They drive like mad, shove while waiting in line and don't listen to anyone, just like me. He's going going to Israel to say that the Jews are rude? (laughs) Dude, I would change your tone a little bit if you're going to go to the the country of them. Be very careful. The dad developed a strong urge to build the art after reading a story about it to his... No, it says art. Well, it's not his art, it should be ark. That's wrong. You know and I know that. You should have corrected it. The son's written it, it's good enough for me. You should have corrected it. He read a story about it to his children one night in 1993. His wife, who works as a cop, initially laughed at him. She was a cop and he was a murderer. Their love should never have worked, but somehow it did. Love Behind Bars, chapter one. She laughed at him and said that once he finished building one, we can all go on vacation to the moon. However, he persisted and completed his first Noah's Ark replica 13 years later. But Huibas was disappointed Huibas. as it was only half the size of the one in the Bible. No so way. I sold a smaller one and built a life-size no. one too. Look, and he's got like all... Um, it's like, you know, like the Jorvik Museum inside except like for Bibles. This, guy's a, this guy should get a life. He's got like an enclosure for the... Look, he's got giraffes. He's got... This guy needs. This guy needs to get out more, and stop making. This guy needs to get out more and make boats less. Mm. Yeah. Why didn't he just watch? Isn't there a film with um, Russell Crowe in? Yeah, Noah? yeah. Well, just go and watch that. It's got like monsters in it. Go and watch that. Well, it's a biblical. Yeah. Um, Hecubus and Incubus. No. Um, be- yeah. Be- are they behemoths? No, Something I think like he's that. Australian. Mm. <laughs> My God. Are we finished? Because I'm about to... I think so, yeah. I I think think we're done there. I think we're done. I think we're done there. Buddy bing, buddy bong, buddy bang, bang, bang. Buddy bing, buddy bong, buddy bang, bang, bang. Buddy bing, buddy bong, buddy bang, bang, bang. Buddy bing, buddy bong, bang, bang. You used to be able to play that on my teeth. Yeah, didn't someone do it on Jim Will Fix It once? Nope. That's Catherine doing it. I'll do it better now. Oh, it's tuning up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it really hurts my teeth, actually. I could do it. Yeah, I could do it. Silent discos could be banned by a council. Get this. Why do you think they're going to ban a silent disco? For noise? For being too noisy. Wow. There have been complaints about the street events. I would ban them just because it's full of sexual deviance. It's a stupid thing to do, silent disco. It's the ones where you put headphones on and you hear music in the headphones. You look stupid, guys. You're not cool. They were funny for, like, a weekend about eight years ago. Now they're dumb. Apart from um, Silent Disco Simon, who listens to the show and let us go and do the show from his house once. Excellent. He's an excellent. But everyone else is a dumb. There have been complaints about the street events in which revelers, revelers dance to music they hear through headphones. Edinburgh City Council is to outlaw the parties, popular with hem parties, that's two parties, and tour groups. Tory councillor Joe Moat said, "Infinite, infinite, but oh no, sailing disco is not sailing. 
There's a lot of whooping and screaming, especially when you have 40 women on the him party. <gasps> Sexist. There's also the safety aspect. Oh, there is also the safety aspect over who is going to have to step in the road due to groups taking up the pavements. What? The current legislation does not serve re- residents of the city who never get a break from activity such as this. I do feel sorry for Edinburgh. It's such a beautiful place. And um, for a month of the year, it's full of drug addicts and drama students. Yeah. Two of the worst kinds of people known to mankind. Scumbags. It's where everyone goes to show off. Um, and I think they should, uh, they should be given a break. Mm. That's what I think. What about this? Go on. You got it. You got it. Give it. How to bring back your sense of smell. Scienti- Although I've wished I couldn't smell at various points this evening. Scientists discover placing electrodes in the nose to zap the brain may return your sensation. Sensation! Getting higher and higher! Sensation! Zapping the brain by placing Alexa- electrodes inside Alexa. your no- nostrils Alexa, zap my brain. could bring back your lost sense of smell, scientists believe. That's a lie. Being able to regain smell will be a breakthrough for millions, as figures estimate up to 5% of people are unable to process scents. And, of course, if you can't smell, what else can't you do? Oh. Taste. Doctors at Massachusetts Iron Ear tested the method on five patients who could already smell. It's the first time the scents have been stimulated this way. Uh... They could already smell, though. The scientists believe the results open the door for a cochlear implant for the nose. They've made people who can smell. Come in, Paul. They've made people who can smell 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 by (laughs) using electricals, and they now think that might make people who can't Can't smell smell. smell. The scientists believe the results open the door for cochlear implants for the nose. The scientists at Massachusetts Ear and... Sorry, Eye and Ear, a Harvard teaching hospital, focused on the olfactory bulb where smells are processed in the brain. By placing electrodes in the nose, the nerves of your olfactory bulb will be stimulated and information was sent to the deeper regions of the brain. One of the... Uh, we nearly, my mum nearly got it done for AMS and we didn't in the end because we weren't sure if it would actually have any effect. Was they, um, People with tremors, the technology's come... Who are we talking about it? Someone had it done recently. I was speaking to someone who had it done recently when we were looking at getting it done 15 years ago and they've come forward. But for people with tremors, they can put like a little... Ba- they, they can, you have a little battery pack and they can plug it into your brain and it fires off electric shocks and it, and it, well, stops, it interrupts that. stops the... Te- the or slows down the tremors. And I really looked into it because we are going to do it for my mum. And what they do is they, they operate while you're still awake. So they give you a local anaesthetic and cut open and expose the brain. And the... The surgeon will be asking you questions as he taps mm. little bits of the brain to make sure that he's not in the right. Make sure he's in the right place. So sometimes, you know, he'll say, "Okay, so what is your name?" And you, you'll go, "My name is Ian." Okay, and what do you do for a living? I'm a radio host. And um, have you got any children? Yes, I have a penguin. Because it, they just tap the bit of the brain that connects something else, and you can't do that. Um, and then they just plug this thing, and you have it. You have a wire coming out of your brain to a battery pack, and it zaps you and. What was I talking to about that? I've heard of musicians being operated on when they have, like, you know, brain tumours and things like yeah. that. And they'll get them to play their instrument yeah, yeah. while they're in there. Oh, it's wow. amazing, man. The bra- the, the, here's the thing. so the squeamish. Brain, you don't know anything about it. No. Well, someone who does is Paul Ross, and I believe it's a brain special on your show tonight, Paul. There isn't, and I can't play my teeth, but I can play my mouth. Ooh. Do you remember a band from the early 70s called Hot Butter? A studio band, they had one called Popcorn. Yes. Oh, of course, yes. There you go, popcorn hot butter. Come here, bring it up. I've never seen anything like 
Because <laughs> I can't breathe in when I'm doing it, you see. <laughs> no. Wow. I first saw that in, in an old edition of Lost in Space, which is now back on, I think, the Horror Channel. Um, I used to was, love Lost in well, there's Space. There was a guy who turned up and he was like, he Danger, ran an intergalactic Danger. department store and he'd say, second floor, ladies' items. He just bashed his face. <laughs> you've made. You've actually made your lip bleed. That's all right, though. You've got the you've damaged yourself for the art. In terms, it's, for the art. It's, it's like Lindsay Buckingham. I come in every night to save your show. I'm prepared. <laughs> Not quite. Ooh. I've got a cold sore coming. I've sorted that out. I'm very impressed by that, Paul. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what, what my work here is done. What is on your show tonight? I hope. I hope. I hope in at least an hour of that. Well, we're kind of returning to a, sh- a story we did when the show was taking shape when we talked about sex dolls. Okay. Tonight we're talking to a man who's planning a sex robot brothel in California. Don't. (laughs) Can't look at you now. Um, We're we're fascinated by the sex dolls on this. We we interviewed a sex doll on here. Did you ever speak to? Was it Suzanne? What was her name? Susanna. Uh, no, I remember that. I heard yeah. Samantha. Yeah. Samantha. No, we didn't. Uh, we we spoke to a guy. Or we heard from a guy who had six or seven. They weren't robots. They were dolls. But right. this guy's. So there may be an element of kind of spoof or performance art. Right. I was talking okay. about. Yeah, so yeah. I'm slightly cautious about yeah. it. But yeah. uh, it's been in a couple of papers, so it's probably I, not true. I, lo- I love all of all of that stuff. We 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 get, get sex dolls from. Please, can't look at him from <laughs> time to time. And I'll be honest. If I was locked, if listen, if I was. Locked in my house for a weekend. You don't, want to, you don't want to take a breath here and think this through before you finish yeah. that sentence. And there was a sex doll there. Of course, I, of course, I would. What, what scenario? Right, someone that... sex doll. Oh, I'll just leave that here. Are these are actually robots. Well, the thing is, you would. Yeah, they say is... robots, but they're not like those like sexy right. ones out of Austin Powers, are they? All they're it just... is is it's. I used to have something called Tessa talk about when I was a kid. <laughs> I used to pull a string and she'd say things. It's basically that, isn't it? My With sister more... had a cheerful, cheerful, <laughs> and it was like doing a Nazi salute. When its hand was up, it wow. smiled and had strings inside. And when you pulled its arm down, it frowned. It went. <laughs> like that. I've seen those. They're brilliant. Cheerful, cheerful. All I'm saying is, girls' world is hot. <laughs> She's a good-looking lady. She's a grown woman, girls' world, right? She's only head and shoulders. Yes. Yeah, so you need. Wow! Wasn't that Tressy? No, before um, girls. Was it, I Tressy, think it was Tressy more like a Cindy. Whose hair, whose hair used to grow? I think Tressy's hair used to grow. Let's have a look. Until my sister always used to cut it off. Paul, I've got some business cards printed. You could take one, please, if you would. Thanks very much indeed. Yeah. Yeah. No, Tressy was more like a sort of Barbie type <laughs> oh, was she, thing. It with was growing hair. Yeah. Gosh. I'm going to treasure that. There's <laughs> a stack of them there. You, <laughs> he's left he's the, always talented for work, big Eamon. He's always he? looking for work. There's a stack of Eamon Holmes um, business cards. He loves a shilling, that man. With his phone number on. That was a little bit foolish. His phone <laughs> number 07966. Turn his microphone off for crying what? out loud. Let's get him to do the pop in again. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. We will be back tonight at 10 o'clock, Wednesday tonight. So, no, no, we're still a few days away from Dave Hill, which we're looking forward to. Uh, Stay tuned, though. Paul Ross is coming up after the news. This is Talk Radio.